to the Exploding Heads Horror Movie Podcast, episode number 92. I am Dave Z. Hey, my name's Christian. Hey, my name is Brandon. Boom, and we're getting more professional by the week. By the time we get 100, we'll be as professional as the shallow end of horror can be. I just had my mind blown. Did you? You're an exploding head with a mind blown. I just had a full head explosion. Uh-oh. Well, I have sort of a pants. full head explosion. <laughs> yeah, in my pants. No. That, that's, I'm sorry, that's, uh, unfortunately, that's a mild rumble. <laughs> or an imp- or if it's cold down, a full head implosion. <laughs> no, but the, b- watching Blood Rage, which is one of the films we're going to be doing reviewing tonight, they were watching a horror movie in there, and I was so proud that I actually knew it, because I've seen it and I actually own that movie. And I just realized, looking it up, that the director of Blood Rage also directed that movie, so it's really not that far of a stretch. <laughs> so it came on the cheap. <laughs> yeah. But did you know that was the uh, the last house on Massacre Street that they're watching on the couch? No. I was curious as to what it was, and I was going to bring it up. So, wow, you've already answered questions before we even got into yeah. it. And- yeah, I was I'm w- watching, like, Dad, I think that's Last House on Massacre Street. He's like, I don't give a shit. Yeah, yeah, I was just about <laughs> to say. It was like, who fucking cares, you geek? <laughs> Basically, he's like, when is this movie over? When is it over? (laughs) Hey, somebody cares. Somebody tuned in to this podcast, and they just learned something they didn't know. I was happy, because I usually... But whether they cared, (laughs) that's the question. (laughs) They may have learned something. (laughs) Well, true, but I guess they they can look like they're smarter one day when they talk to somebody about it. Hey, Blood Rage, you know the name of that movie that was playing during... Although people like that are a little bit annoying when they just bring up useless facts. I just I never get that. Usually when there's like a horror movie shown within a horror movie, it's always something like like public domain. Yeah, something I've never seen. Typically, Night of the Living Dead. Night of the Living Dead. Yeah, they do a lot of Night of the Living Dead. You see the thing occasionally. Yeah, Night of the Living Dead. It's kind of become a thing upon its own. Like I think if we ever made our movie, what we were doing here, if we did it that style, like unfriended style because they stole the idea from us but uh (laughs) if we we were gonna do it that way or a movie like that then i guess in the background we could have a tv on and we can have like night of living dead playing just i would like to have just that one part what they're coming to get you barbara yeah it always has to be they're coming to get it does though but only because of halloween too it's it's just a tribute to to halloween too and old school horror yeah no (laughs) yeah no that's sure i think that'd be great to do but anyway tonight yeah as B has already said, Blood Rage is one of the movies we're covering tonight. We have three feature reviews, all picked by the patrons. We have Blood Rage, given to us from Scott, our buddy Scott. Uh, we have <laughs> Sleepless, <laughs> Sleepless, our general Sleepless, mind you, uh, from George. And we have The Devil's Machine from Derek B of Cinema Attack fame, of um, No More Room in Hell fame. Value like dissections. Celluloid dissections. That's yeah, it's a new one. Under, underwater kaiju. Underwater kaiju. Yeah. <laughs> they're starting to pile them up. Almost getting to venom level. Everybody is starting to pile them up. That's getting involved. Somebody recently just started some. Oh, Heather. Heather, our homie Heather she, Powell. She's my neighbor. She's on every show but ours. She my neighbor. I don't even know what I was like. She lives like Shame? literally. She my neighbor. I don't even know why I, I said she my neighbor. Uh, until you broke that down. <laughs> she, my she, neighbor. She, she my neighbor. I, I, yeah. I, I, th- I thought you were saying Sheba, baby. She, she, be, my, baby. she be my neighbor. <laughs> <laughs> well, Christian, all you had to do was, to, it was ask, hey, can we have Heather on the show? 
You know what I mean? It's not that hard to do, but she is getting around on the guest spots. But now, <laughs> but now Get she's going to have spots, Heather. She's going to have a real show. Her, her and Scott Crawford are going to be doing a show together. So I was going to message her and say, Heather, stop it while you before can. you're ahead. Yeah, <laughs> before you're ahead. <laughs> Stop you're, before you're ahead, you said? No, I mean, yeah, I don't even know what I was saying. But I think because all, all I know is that she wasn't on a real show before because she was guesting on NFW. Yeah, that's definitely not a real show. She, <laughs> but she records with Neil, so she should be able to handle anything else at this point. Yeah. Good audio. <laughs> Good. <laughs> what is well, this called? Production. Uncle Nudie, he's not even listening. Uncle he's not, no one's listening anymore. JP doesn't listen anymore. Nobody listens. Oh, I but love it. shit about them then. Good, we're, we're going to start a new segment. This one's called Mood Swings. <laughs> I forgot about that. <laughs> I'm going to start a Mood Swings segment, yeah, too. This is going to be my segment. Oh, God. I'm oh, no, you can't. This is going to somehow get back. Is that... <laughs> There's nothing you know, bad about it. There was a segment that they did. Was like, what do you call it? Um, uh, 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 What's he do? Um, undead mail. You, thank <laughs> you. You've got undead mail, so I should get moved. I steal. Away. Yeah, I, we steal and we make it better. <laughs> yeah, we, we stole. We stole. Uh, yeah. What do they right. call what we watched? Yeah, Triple R. Uh, every I fucking really show think... does a what we watched. I every know, but I, I really love that we we came up with Triple R's. I dig it. Ra- really? Round Robin reviews makes perfect sense. Everyone, People were saying to me at the beginning when we first started doing that, like, that doesn't make sense. It's exactly. We're sitting in, like, a like a round circle here, round table, going round Virtually. robin style. <laughs> right. One after it's, another. It's, it's exactly it what it is. No shit. Round Robin reviews, triple R's, trips. You know, it, it, it's our thing. No one else came up what with it. What we no watch thing. doesn't make sense because it's really what you watch, not what we watch. <laughs> <laughs> so... What I watched. Yeah, it really should be. Yeah. Yeah. So we, 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 yeah. Yeah, that's what they should call it. Instead of saying we got dub, dub, dubs, we they should say we got (laughs) dub, 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 I dub, or something. Dub, I dub. That doesn't sound good though. So yeah, how about Z swings? Does that sound good? Z swings. That sounds like a sex move. That's gonna give someone a urinary tract infection. Yeah, buddy. And if you do, yeah. you know what to do. A little cranberry. Ladies, get your cranberry juice out. Yeah, that, that should have been my gimmick. If I ever get single again, I'm gonna say that. No, Ladies. that's gonna be your gimmick on the show. Ladies, get the cranberry juice out. Dave's coming in hot. <laughs> and only the patrons know what we're talking about. So um, and that's the way it should be. It was a little pregame in action. Speaking of the patrons, we just dropped uh, last week. Well, by the time this comes out, a little, a little, you know. But we dropped a, another bonus show. We dropped a November show a couple of days late. Uh, so there's going to be two shows in December, so we're going to have another exclusive show in December. And I'll tell you what, that show was a lot of fun. That one it was. Did. That's yeah. my favorite kind of show to do, just kind of... The ones where no one listens to. <laughs> <laughs> hey, the patrons listen to it. They pay for it. Whether they watch it or not, that's their own choice. But hey, I put a lot of effort into that video. I know, it was great. I souped oh. it up. Oh, it's great. Well, I'm telling you, see, absolutely. And... We're going to have more kickback, laid-back style shows after show 100 because we're going to be going back to the old format with the old and the new and a couple other ideas. So we're not going to have three uh, reviews like we do tonight unless it's like a, a trilogy somebody picked out. But that's not till after episode 100, and that's not till March, April. But we are getting there. It is 92. Speaking of 92, uh, let, let's get with it. So we Still got in a room without a view. 
You got you got to know. Yes. One of the brothers wow, says, go, 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 rage. <laughs> go, 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 rage against the machine. Beautiful. Wow. Mm -hmm. look, at, look at Brandon's face. He's dumbfounded. I Lose never raged against the machine. I, I never raged against anything, actually. <laughs> Maybe you should start. These guys, I have a feeling, are going to be raging against the devil's machine. Oh, you're right. What a segue. <laughs> should we start with that? Okay, I just finished it, so let me you know, start with it while it's fresh in my memory. Let's do it. All right. Let's do it. Uh, let me pull it up since I thought we were going in your order, so. We're at... <laughs> my, what's my order? Who am I? Z-Swings? Z-Swings. Going in your order. Your, your, your order. Oh, year. I thought you said your. Oh. No, year. Um, what you're watching? <laughs> okay, so we're going to start with The Devil's Machine, which is from this year, and it is directed by Lori Brewster, written by Sarah Daly. Antique expert Brendan Cole is sent to authenticate a 300-year-old clockwork doll with notorious history, a.k.a. the Inferno Princess. My okay. God. Okay, Lori, L-A-W-R-I-E. For a second, I thought that I didn't realize all this time that the, that the director of the Black Gloves was, was a female, but it's no, not. It's, no. it's, the writer is. Sarah well, Taylor. I know that. I heard that part, but I thought you said, when you uh, you said Lori Brew, I was like, wait a minute. I didn't know there was a female director, but it's not. He's a gentleman from Scotland, I believe. Do you think uh, Ireland? Yeah, Ireland? No, Scotland. Scotland, you're right, I think. Uh, I know, who, who I know my, my, my lands. <laughs> yeah. And what are those colonized women? Actor, this Jamie Scott Gordon, who plays Doctor Cole in this, and I'm really a fan of his. I like oh. him. I like him. I think he's a strong performer. And uh, it, this film was also he's originally okay. called Automata. Yeah, Automata, and that's not a bad uh, title either. I understand why they had it too, because it was about this. Yeah. You know, uh, uh, I can't even use the word. Can you call something an automata doll or something? I think, I think you just called it an automaton. Automaton. Okay. Yeah. I believe in him. I don't know. No, I'm serious. I he's an automaton, but automaton might be like the female vernacular of automaton. That actor's uneven okay. for me. He, he, at one moment, I'm like, oh, this guy's driving me nuts. I find him uh, like overacting, and then and then other times I'm okay with it. I will I... say, I will say, Laurie Brewster is someone to watch. He's at least trying to do something original. And his movies, for the most part, look good. I'm not saying they are 100% look good. There's some amazing shots in this. And then there's really some yeah. a whole hum like, why did they just go for this amazing shot with all the lighting to like this kind of just blah? And I, I find them maybe overly ambitious. Almost like, if you didn't have the money to do it, why didn't you just scale it back a little bit and not do that part? Uh, you know, for me, the you know, one of the scenes in the film where you, where you know the shot kind of looks silly is, is when they the house is on fire and they're using clearly a model. I thought that was done on purpose. Though. I thought it was an artistic choice. You think Cause so? Because he was because yeah, he was telling a story. Remember, he was reading yeah. it in the. You know what I mean? Okay, all right. We're, that's we're, that's fine. I just thought you yeah. know because everything looks so beautiful with the with the reds and the blues, it looks very giallo like and it's very gothic in feel. Well, and I think the sets are awesome. Well, it's it's, it's kind of like the black gloves. It has that one yeah. one beautiful location, but here's my dilemma. It looks good. I'm I, I I praise the guy for trying something new. I didn't give a fuck about the story. I just did not care. At really? Oh, you know what the problem is? See, it took too long to get going. I I I cared 
but it took me a half an hour to care. But once I succumbed to the film and I got into it and I started seeing more colors and uh, and really digging the shots and there was less of the British army on the screen because that, that <laughs> yeah. kind of shit threw me off in the beginning. Well, they're it's just over actors. Oh, they're also over enunciated. I was watching like a yeah. high school stage play. At but, first. Well, it yeah. is very theatrical, their performances. And that's, you know, part of part of what I like about it. It, it comes off very theatrical at times. And it took it. So you liked it and it took me out. And again, like I, I, I want to stress, I love what he's trying to do. And some people love what he's done. I mean, I'm just saying he's trying to be different, which you can't fault him for. I just I, I wasn't on board with the black gloves and I wasn't on board with this one. But that's my issue. Uh, but yeah. visually the one speaking, good thing it's this great. Film does sorry, is that I'm sorry, I uh, I didn't realize you weren't done. But I just I'll just say real quick the warning at the beginning, you know, you know about sexual abuse, violence against women, misogyny. It basically tells you what the themes of the film are. I so wish it didn't. Yes, because it didn't thanks. hit you over the Thank head. Thank you. Because I was like, oh yeah. my god! And then I was like, why did they put that warning there? I was going to open yeah. with that, but then I got on my my thing. Uh, Brandon, I I know what you're saying, but Dave, I agree with you. You know why? Hold up, B. Here's the reason why. Because the way it was done in the film, it was part of the subtext, but they didn't hit you over the head with it. So that's great. So if they're not hitting you over the head with it and it's placed just the right way, I I think that the emphasis on that, you know, in writing at the beginning of the film, it's just unnecessary. I would just rather not have it there. I think it's more of a marketing thing to to maybe appeal appeal to the uh maybe the, the more mainstream horror fans to warn them ahead of time it's selling you something that you don't get so i think most of them are going to be pissed well, no, off it's it. it's completely misogynistic it's completely incestuous and violent and 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 tailored towards abuse towards women without yeah. a doubt but it's, yes. it doesn't hit you over the head with it because we've seen worse but the behavior and the actions are, are horrible in this one. And, you know, the story is interesting. But I, I like the fact that, you know, they say up front, here's, you know, here's what this is about. You don't I, need it, but I don't no, mind. No, you don't need it. And that's just that usually in films like this, you don't see something like that. People take it and they go, oh, yeah, this is the allegory for this, etc. And that's what people like about these films, taking, watching the movie and taking something from it. By putting it there up front. I don't know, it's just an unusual decision. Usually you don't see that. And I think it's a feminist film more than anything, and which is fine. You know what I mean? I just don't think I needed it told because it was just there in the subtext. I don't know. It, it's a nitpicky thing. You know, C and I would rather it not be there. You're okay with it. I'm okay with it, especially in a year where there's been so many artistic films where I feel like the the subtext and, and, and the, the meaning of the film is lost. At least on me. Uh, t- okay, because you're going to start talking about the couple. We have mentioned that a few times this year. And, I mean, look, right. yeah, yeah, we brought it up a bunch of times. Maybe, maybe it was just that. Okay, like you don't need it. Like you can interpret what's going on. It's it's especially um, evident when they give you the backstory of of Talia, who who is the the image for the for the infernal princess, who's the the. Uh, Who's the daughter of the crazy uh, general? Is it a general? Yeah, I think yeah, it's the crazy, a general. Yeah, the crazy general father who uh, wants this doll made in her image to, you know, protect her innocence for all time and keep her beautiful for all time. So he hires this Alexander guy 
to to do it to build this automaton in one week for one million pounds. So it's very evident there, and you can just see there, you know, just with his stare and his facial expressions that there's, you know, a creepy underlying incestuous thing here. My issue with the film comes back to the modern day. You got Dr. Cole, Brendan, who's hired to authenticate the doll. And he doesn't believe in the story, but he's hired to authenticate the doll. And he has his stepdaughter, Rose, with him. I would have liked more flashbacks of Brendan and his wife, who was Rose's mother, who passed away, and Rose coming of age then so it sort of drew parallel to what we're seeing in the flashbacks of the general and talia do you understand what i'm saying i do but i don't think they wanted to keep reminding us of that but you know what at times it feels like you know because it's almost like they talk about in, in the warning at the beginning they almost talk about how you know generations of this type of behavior can you know can breed and continue on and on but here we have brendan who really doesn't seem like he displayed any of his erratic, crazy behavior until he was exposed to this doll. Which so, makes sense. Which makes sense in the, you know, which kind of makes sense. It doesn't make sense if you're talking about this being bred over a long period of time, because that would mean it was just a madness and not something that continued down throughout time. You know, yeah, but it I, affected both of them. So you know something's at hand here. It's not no, just... No, the general was sick. I don't mean with. the general. I'm talking about the daughter. I'm talking about Rose. Her behavior was the same thing. She wasn't acting normal. She was she was under the influence of whatever was going on as a result of the doll being in the house. You think she acted like that normally? She even said, "I'm sorry for my behavior. I don't what's a, you know what I mean." She couldn't even explain it. So I know, but that that really that draws issue then with the opening uh, the opening warning then. I don't care about the one. That's what I'm saying. I did if there you go. I disregarded it right away. I just got into the movie and I forgot about it until until C brought it up that it was there or you brought it up. However, we got onto that warning. Uh, once the film began, that was all out the window. I, I had forgotten because like, we got into those soldiers and everything else. And then I came out of it. Like, like, like Christian was saying, he, he fell out of it. And I don't know if he came back. He no, really I, said, I did. I know. I definitely did. I was. No, no, no. It's not. It was just not my cup of tea. And I, I almost feel bad for for just coming out here and sh- like visually, that's why you want to keep going back to visually. It sounded good. Mm-hmm. Uh, but like, yep. you know, like those war scenes were a little rough with the, yep. with the CG blasts and smoke and everything else. Like, just don't do it. If you, if you don't have the budget, don't do it. It's not, I would rather have ch- of them trim that right out of it altogether. I agree. Yep. You can make it an hour and 20 minute long movie. instead of an hour and 35. Well, the war scenes are a little dragged out, and that's why I wanted that trim back and more flashbacks of uh, the Cole family, for for lack of... I, I mean, I don't know what if Rose is sharing that name, but... Uh, I don't know. It would have been okay, but the thing is, but, how but long but do no, you think you were together? Well, that's the thing. You brought up the point that, you know, and you pointed out, and, you know, I'm aware of it, but now that I'm putting it together and thinking about it... You know, her behavior is erratic as well, so maybe there wasn't anything there beforehand, and that's why we don't need it. So you're actually kind of helping me out by saying what you cool. said. And, so and I don't want to think about them as father and daughter, even though it's a stepdaughter. I don't want to think – I, I want to think – did they say how long he was with the woman for? Like how long – No, they, 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 never, they never they never, st- said, but it, it, seemed, it seemed like they had a genuinely healthy, nice relationship, but, but except for – 
and, and this is the one thing that hurts it, even though I like what you said, this is the one thing that hurts your argument. There is that that whole red dress. It is kind of innocent, though, the whole red dress scene at their house before they go to uh, to authenticate the doll where, you know, he's like, is that one of your mothers? And it, it, they're slowly trying to suggest, but maybe that's in your head because of the warning. Maybe if you're watching that scene without knowing anything, right. it just plays off as an innocent, oh, that was one of your mother's dress. That's nice. Right. And, yeah. I, and I don't want to think about him being in her life since she was a little girl. I like to think that it was a, um, a, a marriage of only five years. And when he got with the girl or when he got with the mother, she was, uh, I don't know, 16. And now this girl is 21. Well, so it's not Woody Allen. It's not a Woody Allen situation. Right. I don't want to think that because, that, <laughs> it, dude, it's true. I don't want to think about him raising her from little girl because then it, then it seems creepy. I don't want to be creeped out watching those scenes. Mostly because I dig Rose, and I don't want to think about her. I don't want to think about it being perverted. I, I want to think about it. I, I almost want to make an excuse as to why it's happening. You know, I, I, I agree with you. I almost see it, see the relationship as, as like a short one. She yeah, Rose. I, I, oh. Yeah, Rose was fantastic. She's beautiful. Man. The horror definitely takes a back seat here. It kicks in a little bit more on the second half, but I, I, I don't know. Horror is not the main focus of this movie. In my opinion, I wouldn't classify this as a horror film. What? No, it's, I would. It just takes yeah. ten minutes going. Everything with the doll and, and all the creepy stuff going on with it. It's really? A, it's a sick, twisted love story, dude. Dude. And, and that oh. doll, that the, those dude, scenes with, with with the actress playing the the automaton. Oh my god! Especially that dance scene. You know what it reminded me of? I love that scene because they go through the five acts. She has to authentic, authenticate these five acts, and one of them is a dance that she does. And I don't know why, like it's not as oh, it's not as dramatic, but it's creepy looking, and it just reminded me of uh, of us, at the end of us when when. What about uh, us? What about oh, the movie us? The movie what us. What about I, us? I think about like us three. It reminded me of us. No, the <laughs> us the movie. movie. <laughs> yeah, okay. At the end when she's paralleling her dance underground to uh, to above ground doing uh, I guess they're doing like Swan Lake, and it's like the black swan versus the white swan. Yeah. I right. I love it. A little, uh, what's that film called? Um, Swan, uh, Black Swan. Black Swan. <laughs> right, Black Swan. Sleep, sleepless? <laughs> because they're doing oh. Swan Lake and Black Swan also. <laughs> and, and sleep, oh boy, oh boy, oh boy. You know, the other day I heard a song and... Um, and they did got, Swan Lake and Sleepless, <laughs> which we'll get did. to later. We just said, said that. that. That's oh, did you? Uh, I wasn't listening to you. <laughs> Sorry. Speaking of that, though, uh, of uh, us, the other day I heard a song... And it made me really upset. It, it reminded me, it reminded me of the way we were. Yeah. Silent pictures. Yeah, that's right. I I I put up a lead. I was hoping that someone was gonna say what song, and I was gonna say the way we were. It was a bad joke, but I was gonna. <laughs> Actually, it's such a bad joke that it's taken from the jerk from back in 1981. <laughs> but it just popped off the top of my head. Anyway. Sorry, uh, I failed. I've been failing a lot today. Uh, <laughs> that's why it's, abs it's Absolute Dave tonight, ladies and gentlemen. Woo! Christian, yeah. you aren't at all intrigued, especially as he's investigating the doll. He really finds it hard to find the mechanisms that are controlling her. And, I mean, I, I, I picked up on it, and I'm like, this isn't a doll at all. This is, you know, I'm picking up on these what's going on here, but it's still creepy as hell. Uh, I was in a slump when I watched this, so I don't know what it was. I was, the, I put it on, 
And I was like intrigued at the very beginning. And then within 10 minutes, I was like, what the fuck? And I never came out of the what the fuck moment. <laughs> Nothing in there. this movie was intriguing to me. I didn't give a shit about the story at all. At all. I'm going to be in the minority here, but it was just the way it was presented to me. I, I might be contradicting myself because I'm saying I like the look of the film. I think he's very talented. But for whatever reason, the way the story unfolded was not remotely interesting. I was bored thoroughly. Okay. And when I'm bored thoroughly, I tend to, my mind wanders and I'm not invested whatsoever in the story at all. So, no, I, I wasn't. Feeling. And then when the woman's head starts twi- tweaking and turning Ooh, and that was switching, great. I just felt like we've been there and saw that from other films love before. It. I loved it. I figured you would. I know. I figured. Uh, you and Jason Smith would love this movie. It'd be like their number ones of the year or something like that. But I just was not into it. He's picking on my boy Jason now. <laughs> I know. What's up with that? Who, who, hey, who did Jason pick? Oh, yeah. So we were talking about that thing earlier. I won't wait till the first break. Forget about it. <laughs> yeah. it's, it's on the t- Don't forget. I want to know about that thing. About yeah, that. We'll, we'll definitely talk about it. There was a vote on the page. Okay. Yeah. Right. <laughs> so anyway, see, you know that I, I, I'm i down. I, I can relate to that. When I check out of a movie, I know I believe, I'm the king of that. So I know and it did happen to me. Like I said, the first 10, 15 minutes, I was like that in this movie. And then I was like, well, I'm getting closer. And I remember telling you guys, I haven't even taken a note yet. And I'm thinking, I don't want to come on a show and be half-assed for, because. <laughs> Is that what I, I am? Mean? Yeah, I am half-assed. But when Derek yeah, but recommends not. a movie, when Derek, I, I actually take Derek's recommendations quite well because he's never really led us astray with a lot of what he's picked. There's been another one that we didn't necessarily see uh, like eye-to-eye like to the level that he thought. But this has probably been, and Derek, don't take this personally. It was just, because again, visually beautiful, just, it was a misfire for me from a story element, story structure. That's a fair criticism. It really is. What kept me in is that as it went on, I noticed that it was getting more colorful, that I was watching uh, paintings. It was almost like watching a a series of of paintings on the screen. And it it was kind of like a... A Bava movie, exactly. It had it with had a an, hammer film. Yeah, it had an Italian hammer look, very, very good. And yeah, and the an Italian the, hammer, not a hammer, but I mean, come on, like like Dave's Italian hammer. Yeah, straight urinary it tract. Me, it gave me a urinary tract infection. Boom. That's what it Boom. Does. Nailed it. And uh, you know, just the the fever dream and the haunting and the the nightmare of what's going on in this house was great. I loved, you know. There's one image where, you know, he's having an interaction with Rose and, and, and he's, you know, talking to her and she's very mad at him. And, and she's like, oh, I wonder why I'd be behaving like this. And you see scratches on her back suggesting that the baby here has already begun before you even see it later on in the movie. Well, we see the whipping going on. In the, in no, the but you see you see scratches on her back before that. Oh, hmm. before that scene at the end where she where she's whipped. It's like they're both getting the same visions because, and then yeah. they flash back, and, and she calls him daddy, and then she, then they come back to the movie to to the, the real time, and she calls him daddy. Like only after that, yeah, and it's in a sexual way, just like it was done in 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 the past when we saw it done there when she was being whipped. So, but then he was flashing to something with his wife, and it, it got a little confusing, and that's okay. I, that's I'm not discrediting it for that and i i was going in and out it could have been a little bit quicker so i'm kind of in the middle i think c comes is obviously going to come in the lowest b's going to come in the highest and i'm going to be in between i think that's where 
I, I'm falling in. The, I, I, I can totally see both of your opinions. So this is like a almost like a perfect kind of review. One guy's here, one guy's here, one guy's here. You know what I mean? <laughs> perfect. So, it doesn't happen much, really. It, it doesn't really happen that much that one guy's like high, you know what I mean, like a nine eight seven or something. I don't know. I just doesn't happen that much when we do reviews. It's usually we're all on the same page, or it's two against one, or I don't know. It's just weird, but that's how I feel. There, I, think really I think there's more positive than negative in this for me. I'm not yeah, saying sure. it's it's nowhere near a perfect film for me. I don't uh, think I don't think I'm as high as people think. It's not my number one film of the year by by any <laughs> means, but. Uh, but there's, a, but I really, I, I, like you said, I love this director's vision. I think he's doing stuff that, that, yeah, maybe stuff we've, some stuff we've seen before. But I think he's got his own artistic vision, and it's just, it really shows every time he put on one of his films. And I've seen one of his other films, the, the Unkindness of Ravens, which, which also stars the same actor in it. And uh, I was not a fan of it the first time I, I saw it. Hmm, really? I have not gone back to revisit yet. Black Loves, I loved. Unkindness of Ravens, I did not. And this one, I'm sort of in between the two in terms of. You okay, know. I, I like Black Gloves more for yeah. sure. It, watching this movie makes me wish that the Black Gloves, although this might sound uh, weird to some people, but it makes me wish that Black Gloves was filmed in color, because mm -hmm. seeing the way he did things in this movie with with the, with the colors, uh, although Black Gloves seem, seems to be better suited as a black and white movie, for some reason that was a more interesting story to me. So I almost wish I could see that with his it's, flair for the color. Yeah, yeah, it's so gothic the black gloves that it almost like yeah, that's, it know. almost belongs in black and white. But it's I understand if, it would have still looked beautiful. It would have looked amazing if it had this color palette as well. Yeah, and the same uh, actress, same actress who played Talia, was in uh, black yep. black gloves, and she was yeah. great too. She looked different here though, but I, I picked it up later that it was her. And she yeah. looked very aut automatonous. Autumn, yes. Autumn, uh, autumn, uh, I don't autumn, know. Autumn, autumn, <laughs> <Hippopotamus>. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, boy. Indeed. Indeed. So, I don't think Christian is going to have much more to say. I, I don't know. What, what else can I say? I mean, let me look at my notes and see if there's anything that... Uh, How about the I, mutilation scene? That was cool. Yeah. Yeah, it reminded me of Salo, especially with that tool that they reach in to grab the tongue. I don't know if any of you, if either of you, have ever seen Salo. I own it and still have not watched it. Yeah, it's it's honestly it's a film that once you'll probably watch it once, you'll probably be like, why do I even have this in my house? <laughs> it really is one of those. It's an intriguing film, and you kind of want to know more, but you really don't ever want to watch it again. I've watched uh, Scarface, where it says, "Say hello to my little friend." Say hello. Say hello to my little. <laughs> Say hello to my little. Friend. Say hello to my little. Friend. <laughs> oh man! Sorry, motherfucking skunk. <laughs> that was good. It just took me a second. It took B. It took Jason, B. Jason, Jason, yeah, I had, I had to say it. Jason, get it, get the skunk memes out. <laughs> <laughs> this is gonna be the is number one of the year, if he gets to see it. <laughs> Could you imagine? So anyway, uh, there are there were some creepy shots too in this movie, much like there were in in Black Love. Just not as many. There was a couple little things. Every time she clicked or moved, it was yeah, that scene I at the end when it was chasing the soldier down the hall. That stuff going on that was freaking bad. How about when she? How about how about when she appears at the door? You know it's coming. You're staring yep. into that black, and you're and, oh man, I love it. It's very uh, very Halloween esque. <laughs> Oh yeah, definitely. And, and that part later when the when the, when the hand comes over the door and closes it. Yeah, I, I actually, I really, re that's one of the I think things that raised the the score for the movie is the uh, the actual ending. 
What? Yeah, it was yeah. weird, but I liked it. But I, 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 I liked it. It was it was almost like a like a, a a redemption, and I liked it. I liked that kind of stuff. Yeah, like a dark, happy ending. Mm-hmm. Yep, and I liked Rose. I liked when she was acting all batty and stuff, and when she was getting all dressed up. So that added a little something to the film for me. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah I dug naughty, her. Naughty Rose. Yeah, Naughty Rose indeed. Thank you. So. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so uh, I think we can. Uh, Ratings? I always <laughs> that's. I think Jeremy gets a boner every time he says that when they're on, on the show because he can't wait to get the fucking review done. With. He tries it's to start ratings. With ratings. <laughs> so we're doing head ratings, right? Because it's a new yeah. one. head. Oh yeah, we are doing heads because it's new. You're right. Good call. See. All right. Yeah. This is where I always screw up because if it's sort of right smack dag in the middle, it's a mild rumble still. I'll tell you right now. I'll I'll make I, always, I confuse my own. Like, I haven't written down. Did I come up with honest, this shit? To be honest, I, I don't even down. know. What the, I don't even know what the numbers are. Anymore. I got it right here, so everybody can, all the <laughs> listeners could know. Okay, a full head explosion is eight and a half to ten. Okay. A half head is a seven to an eight point two five. A mild rumbling is a five point five to a six point seven five. Body convulsions five four to five point two five. And imploded head, 3.75 and below. Body convulsions. Oh, that, one just seems, that one's so funny. It just doesn't seem like it fits. <laughs> All right. Well, I'm uh, at the high end of a body convulsions and the low end of a mild rumble, I guess. <laughs> I still good. don't know what that number would be. <laughs> he just said it, and I still don't yeah. know. I'm at a half head explosion. I'm barely at a half head explosion, but I'm at a half head. Oh, explosion. he gave his he gave. I'll his give it a mild rating. rumble. I'll give it a mild <laughs> rumble because this guy is is trying to do stuff that is not being done uh, by the masses. So for that, I respect it, and it's visually yeah. visually really nice to look at. So I want to give kudos where kudos uh, is due. I don't like kudos. Can I have a Kit Kat instead? No. <laughs> I actually do like those? kudos. I love kudos. Do they still make kudos or no? I don't know, but they used to come in that three pack. They had the peanut butter ones and the chocolate chip ones. Ah. Oh, kudos, I'm yours. Remember that commercial? <laughs> was that really? I the think that's supposed to be an American treat because we never had that here. It yeah. was an American treat. It was one of the commercials. It is an American treat. It's definitely not Smarties. When you eat your Smarties, do you eat the red ones last? How's that? Yeah. Thank you. Memories. I love how Dave, Dave always talks about how he has the worst memory, yet he remembers every classic TV commercial from like 30 from years Canada. ago. I do. It's true. Yeah, I remember Canada. anything from like the age of like five and below. Any commercial, any any song for a, a cartoon, anything from childhood. Probably because childhood. I don't want to grow up. I'm a Toys R Us toys kid. Toys R Us kid. They got a million toys of Toys R Us that I can I play, play with. with. I don't want to grow up because, baby, if I did, I couldn't be a Toys R Us kid. More kids. More kids. More toys. More games. Oh, boy. It receive more a ship. Kids, more kids. Please. More kids. Victor <laughs> Salva. <laughs> Salva baiting. That was my version. Oh, wow. Boy. Jeepers. Anyway, yes. Creepers. More kids, please. <laughs> Jesus Christmas. <laughs> oh, anyway, there you go. That's um, The Devil's Machine. Thank you, B. Or B. Derek B. Derek. Oh, that was Derek. I was going to say, didn't you mean Scott? Because I'm still going in order in my head. Oh, that order. Okay. Yeah. Well, anyway, now let's talk about it while it's fresh on the heads. The, uh, fresh on the heads. Yeah, let me see if I should, could... Oh, that should be a gimmick on this show, right? Fresh that on the heads. Should, you know? Instead of Z swings, we'll do fresh on the News heads. News breaking. News breaking here. <laughs> Fresh on the heads. That should just be something like what's what's what, 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 what
What you been thinking about lately? Fresh on the heads. What you so been anyway, thinking about, Willis? <laughs> <laughs> Willis Wheeler. He says, I'm thinking about I hate Midsommar. No, anyway. I'm, I think I'm with the... I don't like this. the witch. <laughs> All right, here it is. Okay, it actually was a post by Jason Smith 20 hours ago. When you listen to the podcast, who do you find yourself agreeing with the most on their opinions towards the films they're discussing? This isn't about favorites, just purely who you match up with. Now, I'm going to read the the name and the number of votes, and um, it's going to be pretty... This is our podcast. Yeah, this is pretty shocking stuff, and I'm going to tell you what's shocking about it after. Um, I have... Well, you add the 11. So I have 14 votes, Christian has 20 votes, and Dave has 25 votes. And the most shocking thing about this poll... Is absolutely nothing because, of course, Dave Z wins every. <laughs> That's right, Z swings the Z Nation. <laughs> but it's not about favorites. It's true blue. They listen and they say, "Hey, I, I agree with his ratings the most." Christine, Christine even gave you the vote, Dave. She gave you the vote and a black Philip. She gave Christian a <laughs> black Philip, and she gave me nothing. <laughs> <laughs> you know you're next, buddy. You know you're gonna get the biggest thing of all. Oh, Christine didn't give me a black Philip. That came from Michael J. Fox. Fox. Yeah, Michael J. Fox. Michael is J. It, Rabbit in red. My is homie. It, is it a shaky black Philip? I'm sorry. Oh. Yeah, I'm off the show. No, it's one. Uh, it's hey, a but, gimpy but it's a Canadian Philip. icon. You fuck. <laughs> Unbelievable. Hey, I watched the Michael J. Fox show. That was the worst show on the history of television. I did not watch it. And, oh, it was bad. Had, every joke was a, every the joke worst was a show on television is Jersey Shore, you fuck. Yeah, right. Right. Imagine if Brandon was on Jersey Snooky Shore. loving prick. The situation almost ran over a friend of mine. Really? Yeah, he was driving his Ferrari, almost ran over my friend. Well, here's the fucked up part. The situa- the original, the situation was my brother. Because that was the nickname I gave him years ago, long before that show ever came on. I used to call him Mr. Situation. And his name is Mike. Isn't that guy's name Mike, too? Yeah. Well, there you go, yeah. So the original situation was actually my brother Mike, believe it or not. For years (laughs) I called him that. Because he always had some situation going on. And I always tell him that. There he is, Mr. Situation. (laughs) So anyway, yep. something else that guy. What was your nickname? I don't know. I I don't think he gave me a nickname. Huge cock. Well, somebody gave me the nickname, not my brother. I promise you that. One of the one of the women that had to drink cranberry juice because of the, the UTI action, you know. That should be a Patreon perk. Just one, you know, for like fifty dollars, they get to either. Well, no, for fifty dollars, they get to see it, and for like a hundred dollars, they get to you know jack off to it. Yeah, jack off to it, and for like a thousand dollars, you get to give them a urinary tract infection. <laughs> How much? How much? Thousand. Could Scott was, I, think, get one? I think my wife would go for that. I think my wife would go for that. Yeah, why not? Yeah, what I if it's Scott? I think when we have like Scott? two, we have two no. women on the the Patreon. Everyone, this is a guy. Well, it can't be a guy because I can't give a guy urinary tract infection. That's what I'm saying. It'll be pretty. Funny. You, can kind of try, sex. you can try though for that kind of for money. For a thousand you bucks, you're gonna try. <laughs> and we're still splitting it three ways. <laughs> I. <laughs> that's true. What am I doing for you? Guys? <laughs> I will show it for 50, though. That is a fact. Yes, anybody wants to see it for 50, there you go. Patreon. What's up with the Patreon? Oh, anyway. Oh, it's over with. So so I I took first place by a little bit. It was close. Yeah, 25, 20. It's over already? 
Well, I don't know when did it start. I, I'm deactivated at the moment, so I don't know. No, it was it was 20 hours ago. There's still you know random votes popping up here and there. I'm sure there'll be more, but uh, really no surprise. I'm looking at the people who voted. It's all our loyal listeners. Good, good. I looked well, at them. I barely recognized half the names. Really? <laughs> we have more <laughs> listeners than you knew. A lot of people. Talking about it's it's. You know, Jerry Cortez, Rebecca, James Cow. Jerry, Jerry voted for me, motherfuckers. Did he? Damn you, Jerry. Please don't you? be mad at me. Christian got the Ram Man? Yeah. Christian got the Ram Man? That's what I was saying. Oh, I, at God least the people that, that voted for me, I recognize the names. Well, see? There you go. These are people that were the Z Nation before they even heard of you, and they're going to you. So yeah, it's, I, it's, I, I got, got Raphael. Cult of Luciani. I win. I got, I got, I got, I got Rafa. I got Rafa. Oh, and my boy Brandon Young. You got Brandon Young? I got Brandon Young, and I got Lacey Lou in second round. Yeah, Come, Lacey Lou. Lacey Lou felt bad for you. Come to me, my children. <laughs> I want to know who I got. It seems like everybody I know was going to you guys. Uh, you got some big names. You. you got some heavy hitters. You got Marco. You got B- Bill oh. Castanelli. You got Christine. Oh, oh. You, got, you got Jim K. Oh, wow. There Jim from know. Toronto? Okay. Did he get Jim from Toronto? <laughs> I got Jim K and Jim from Toronto, I think. Oh, fuck both of them. <laughs> <laughs> oh oh by the way jim from toronto well not just jim from toronto. that made me think of uh, of uh itunes we have 163 on itunes we're really really trying to get 200 by show 100 so people please just i know some people say i don't have i don't have itunes this and that you can have itunes for 10 seconds of your life it's no big deal any computer can download itunes go on your damn computer please download the itunes and give a rating. And if you put a rating in there, yeah, then we're having a big giveaway when we hit 200 and we want it to be on show 100. Is it going to happen? I don't know, but it would be really cool, don't you think? So just join iTunes for a minute. Give us a review and a write-up. Because we're close, man. 163 last time I checked. That's not too much to ask for. An 8 show, I think we could do it. Do it. You know? Well, we don't have to do nothing. You've got to do it. Yeah, guys, please Listeners. do it. Yeah. Yeah, my, please my do it. And, and, and join the Patreon Oh my children now, you know. What movie? Yeah, man, movie, get on there and, and join the Patreon. Okay, what movie? Fine, I'll stop. I'll stop shilling. Go ahead, do a movie. There's four. There's yeah. four letters on my joint. <laughs> One sixty-two. How do we lose a rating? What the hell? Oh, we're never gonna make you, it now. How do you lose a rating? <laughs> what is that? What is that quote? I know that. Oh my oh, god. Edward, this is a joke, right? You gotta be kidding me. What? We've stumped you, you on this. Are you serious? We've done this. <laughs> I know. I'm, I can't remember. <laughs> yours with a twirling lawnmower. Come on, how's that? Does that help what? you? There's four I'm letters in my I'm... name. How does how does room on your rod for four letters? <laughs> room on your rod? No, I just <laughs> you just gave it away. He Who's still rod? doesn't know. Who's rod? <laughs> oh, Nightmare on Elm Street. Yeah. What is a room on your rod? You know, I'm rod. <laughs> the same quote stumped him again. What do you mean? You stumped me once with that? Yes! Oh my god! <laughs> I have a bad memory. I genuinely have a bad memory. You guys talk about having bad memories, but you really don't. This is this is actual evidence of your shit memory. Uh, I mean, that's crazy. Mm-hmm. And Nightmare on Elm Street is one of my favorite movies. <laughs> <laughs> What's that from? What's that from? Rod's Rod. Yeah. <laughs> There's four letters on your rod. Or four... <laughs> <laughs> now you're saying it too. All right, let's do another. Let's do another. Man, have do another. another. All right, let's do um, Blood Rage. What did you say, Leverage? 
Yeah, leverage. leverage. We're going to do leverage next. <laughs> I didn't watch a movie called Leverage. What are we doing here? What is this? Ten leverage out of ten. from 1987, directed by John Grismer. As kids, Todd is institutionalized for a murder whilst his twin goes free. Ten years later, on Thanksgiving, Todd escapes and a killing spree begins in his neighborhood. Eh, institutionalized. Oh, sorry. <laughs> <laughs> well, this, uh, you go ahead, B, or D, or whoever. Ooh, whoever the I'll fuck you are. Yeah, yeah. Or Rod. This, yeah. this movie, <laughs> Rod Labad. Uh, this, movie, this movie was number 17 on my top 50 slashers when we did it. So you know that I'm kind of high on it. I remember. I don't know, I I don't know where it was on my list, but um, I feel like it's probably dropped down a little bit on it. Oh, really? Did this view drop it down a bit? I feel like it does. It's missing from my list, I believe. I believe missing completely. So, in your opinion, Prom Night Four is better than Blood Rage? Wow. I might, I might start to agree with that. What? Uh, here, here's the reality of it. This movie's like a train wreck. This movie's the Plan Nine from Outer Space and slasher films. It's so bad. But you can't divert your attention away from it. There's something about it that just makes you want to watch it. But it's by no means good. For it's a slasher, the, it's, it's, it's the gore. It's the gore. It's got, it's the really, gore. It's it's the, got really good gore. It's the gore and the matter-of-fact acting. It's so matter-of-fact. Oh, I'm just going to go kill this guy, lop this guy's head off, do do-do-do-do, do-do-do, all in a day's work. It's just so matter-of-fact. You're like, there's no suspense. There's no scares. It just unfolds in front of you. But it's damn entertaining for some reason. Indeed. It's a slasher in every sense of the word. If you want to see a slasher... In the title, this too. Is a, right. True. Right. It is in the title, slasher. Right. Uh, this is a slasher done right. There's no denying this is a slasher movie. This is what they should be. I was right, more like deny. this. Well, uh, what do you want? You got kids, you got naked girls, and you got freaking gore. But what else do you want in, in your slasher? A couple you of scares decent... would be nice, but there's no scares okay. in this. Yeah, a little, a little tension. A little okay. less, a little less Louise Lasser. <laughs> Is that the mom? The mom who they yeah. keep cutting back to on the phone for the better yeah. part of the movie? It's, it's a, she was I, married I to Woody Allen. Really? Yeah. Did she he, was married to Woody Allen. Yep. Then he, he took a look at those choppers and ran for the fucking hills. Oh, my God. She's <laughs> so overly dramatic in a film that is so ridiculously bad in acting. It just doesn't fit. Half the time she's on the phone making wrong calls. This is a real emergency. <laughs> You're not listening to me, operator. This is a real emergency. <laughs> I find fucking humor in it at this point. I find humor in you finding humor in it. See, next time you watch it, you'll get humor in that. The way she funny. I and and why is she why is she calling when he's like freaking in the, in the he's the manager of the apartment complex? Isn't he just a few doors down? Why is she calling? He is, seriously, he is a few doors down. And the funny thing is when he first introduces himself to the doctor, like you don't know, like he's the manager of the complex. So he just, he sticks his head out the door. He's like, I'm the manager here. And you're like, what are you, the manager of the family? Like it came off so weird. <laughs> the family. Oh, <laughs> and I mean, who goes on a date and brings their like 11 year old twins? Twins? Todd and Terry. I'm talking about oh, the, that the situation. Opening. I'm sorry. I'm thinking later on in the film with the, the girl. Forget it. I'm sorry. It's so ridiculous. It's like if you can't get a babysitter, you don't get to go on a date this night. Well, it's a drive-in. Drive-ins are famous for kids falling asleep in the back seat. So the Little kids. kids. These are like, they look like they're 17, actually, when they get out of the car. <laughs> well, I, I'll tell you what. Freaking Todd's so feeble-minded, you would think that he, he's half there. I can't believe he just stood there. 
while freaking Terry, after he kills the kid, he just smashes his blood on his face. Pardon me, wipes blood on his face and hands him a freaking a knife. Well, what if you were really eleven years face. old? What if you were eleven years old and you in the situation went to the movies? <laughs> I'm talking about your brother. <laughs> And okay. you know you're like okay, little bro, let's let's go out and explore. They're they're you know they're not paying attention. Let's get out of here. And just for no reason, he's like, I'm gonna take this hatchet and completely mutilate and murder this guy having sex. And run away immediately. Or you'd be in extreme shock. <laughs> okay, so you pass it off as shock. Okay. Uh, yeah, complete shock. Just like, what the fuck did I just witness? It's so like, fucking batshit crazy. It comes out of nowhere. They're like, let's just go goof around. And then they, if they left, this guy wouldn't have killed anybody. But for some reason, he sees two people smooching. And, and what they didn't, his mom and the guy didn't turn him off or, or make him go on a killing rampage. But these two fucking in the car, he just wants to put that uh, hatchet right into the guy's face. It's gory. It's fun to watch. But it's yeah, so it ridiculous. It's <laughs> so fucking ridiculous. This movie makes me laugh every time. I'm laughing at it, not with it. Oh. I'm I, I'm in between. Look, I don't I, I don't hate this movie as much, but there's it's like the tone of the film. Like it, it is a goofy, ridiculous film, but there's parts of the film like then all of a sudden we're in the doctor's office, and you know, mom comes to visit Todd and talk with with Doctor Berman or whatever her name is, and uh, Chris Berman, <laughs> and it's just He's like good. a five minute voiceover monologue. Oh. It's it is so, funny in the beginning. So that. <laughs> so I'm saying it's Plan 9 from Outer Space. I don't hate this, Brandon. Don't take what I'm saying as a hate. It's such a train wreck, like Plan 9 from Outer Space. Yeah. Oh, shit, we can't make sense of this? I'm just going to narrate over this whole sequence <laughs> now. It, it's, I found it's, that very funny. It's I was patchwork filmmaking, but it's, that's what I'm saying. It's so crazy and intriguing at the same moment. It really yeah. is. It is. Okay, I'll come clean. I, I've only seen this movie, like, this is probably the fifth time I've seen it. The first time I saw it was not that long ago. And by, by when I say not that long ago, within the last five years. So it was kind of a lost gem of same a with me. that somehow got by me. What's that? Same, exact same with me. Although when I did see it, I remembered the opening scene, but I don't, I didn't remember any re- the rest of the movie. So I don't know if that opening scene was on a compilation t- disc or something like that. But hmm. I don't remember the rest of the film at all. So it was just a... It was, either right before we started recording this podcast or when we started recording this podcast. And I think Jason Lloyd kept going off about it because he yes, loves it so much. Yes, I remember. Much. Yes. And Jason Lloyd, it was new to him too. He said, I can't believe no one's talked about this movie before. So all of a sudden, I think it became made available. I mean, the Blu-ray hadn't been out yet. So I don't know how he saw it at first, but all of a sudden. Yeah, it says it was distributed by Jason Lloyd. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Horophilia freaking yeah, yeah. Now owns a uh, and even it? has a qu- a quote from Jason Lloyd on the cover. Seven point five. <laughs> <laughs> awesome. I love I love reading Jason Lloyd reviews. Every movie, it's a nice long paragraph. You read the review and every rating is a seven point five. This is the most abominable movie I ever saw. Seven point five. This is a masterpiece of modern cinema. Sorry, folks, I forgot to take the phone out of the room. It's ringing. This is a modern masterpiece. Who is a home phone? Seven point five. <laughs> Yeah, he's it's, calling me now. Get <laughs> to the phone. It is Jason. He can reach in. This is unfriended. It's him. He's gotten through to you. <laughs> is that rotary dial? Who the fuck is a landline anymore? <laughs> we keep a landline in my house. In fact, I use a landline more than I use my cell phone. I hate cell phones. I don't blame you. Fuck I cell hate them. I hate them. Well, the best thing about cell phones is you can always 
have the ringer off like I do. And then I, keep it, have... I keep it off all day, every day. That's the beauty of cell phones, though. That's what I'm saying. You don't have to answer the phone or answer a text until you want to. A exactly. landline, you have to answer it when it rings. Yeah. You get I, it? I don't realize that I'm being annoying to people because I'm sending animal memes and gifts all day and night. And people sometimes get mad. And I'm like, why do you have your ringer on? Like, mine's always right. off. So Shut off your notifications. If you're in a chat, every chat that I have, even the one with you guys, every chat that I'm in, the notifications are off. I have zero notifications on my phone. So when I get in the mood to freaking entertain myself in any way, shape, or form, I grab my phone and I open the thing that takes me to what I want to entertain myself with. You know what I mean? I don't, I'm, I don't make myself, you know, I don't make that thing my master. You just got, you have to know how to master the cell phone. Don't let it master you. That, that's all I got. <laughs> 7.5 out of 10 for the cell phone. 7.5, Jason Lloyd. <laughs> so when this movie came around, the first time I saw it, it was like a lost gem. So because of the gore, I was like, holy shit. Now we're talking. Look at this kill. Look at the the, the kill of the manager, of that guy with his freaking his brain in his head. Yeah. is an amazing kill. Holds up still. I've seen it's, it. It is a great kill, and I appreciate the sense of humor of Terry at that point because he kind of oh. he props him up on his nub. Like oh, he's yes. like, there thinking. Hey, he stays there for the fucking hours. <laughs> he does. It's but great. then when it he falls great. and his head splits, it makes sense. Like because at first yes. I'm like I'm like, what? He cut his head off. He bled to death, and he just sat there thinking. Like he didn't even like attempt to call, but I didn't realize <laughs> until like the first time you see it when he falls over. It's like oh, he's been split down the middle. <laughs> So that's what it is. The gore is great. It and is. It, it, so I saw this movie. It's like there's a gory slasher that I have never seen, and I'm only discovering it at this age. So that really impressed me. So I put it a kind of on a pedestal. Now each view since it's not been. I can't reach that level that, that it was the first time. I still like it a lot. It would not be my number 17 slasher film. It would probably still be on the list. It definitely would be. But it'd probably be in the 40s at this point. Maybe I, honestly, I honestly think I had mine in the 70 to 90 range. I, I think it was somewhere in there. But so it didn't uh, make your because it was top 50 slashers. Top 50. No, I so didn't. Did, <laughs> yeah. did you mean to say 30, 40 instead of 70, 90? No. I don't know what I meant to say. What the fuck is wrong with this guy tonight? <laughs> I don't know. He's stroking out. I think I rated it as 6.5, 6.75. Oh, maybe uh, that's it. Maybe I rated just admit, it between yeah. a 7 and a 9. <laughs> rating you're talking about. Yeah, 7.5. <laughs> I rated it an 8 the first, when we did it on the Slasher show. And I'm just saying I still I still enjoy it, but I understand that I don't know. It, there are some things that are a little bit drab about it, but it does have a charm and it does have a lot of unintentional humor. That's exactly I mean, it. The unintentional humor is what keeps you going. Like I could watch this over and over. You and your you reintroduced me. I had heard of Slaughter High, Dave, but I never watched it until you were so high on it. And I, I started watching it. I haven't watched it now in the last year, but I had watched it probably three, four times since you kept bringing it up. And this movie, same thing. It's got that same similar kind of charm to it. Uh, this one I like better than Slaughter High, though. Did you see <laughs> Laughter High, though? <laughs> that's the movie we should make laughter <laughs> you know what i really appreciate in this movie and i think you'll you'll appreciate that i appreciate this because you know i got a lot of heat for the halloween comment about too many pumpkins and now every time i see too many pumpkins i go crazy <laughs> the thanksgiving dinner meal that they prepared didn't it just look like a nice normal amount of food 
not a not a gluttonous amount of shit that we all have now at our Thanksgiving dinners where we have 75 dishes and we all eat till we're physically sick. They had turkey. I I looked at this. I'm like, this is a nice looking meal. And no one wanted it. And everybody hated it. It seemed. And I love what they get the phone call. Mom ate it in front of the kitchen spread eagle, which was the most like disgusting, disturbing scene in the whole movie. The best part is when she goes to take the phone call and closes the shutters, as if that's gonna like. (laughs) Uh, like suppress the sound from no one to hear. Oh, sorry. Excuse me. Close the shutters. <laughs> uh, did you notice that when uh, when Terry comes into the to the office to kill to kill uh, stepdad to kill Brad, that Brad completely turns around, sees him with the machete raised in his hand, yeah. and says, "Look what the cat brought in." <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> yes, he did. <laughs> Like, totally looking at the machete. Not even, like, he hears it and doesn't turn around and says it. <laughs> Just look at Oh, look what the cat brought in. I love when oh, he home. The doctor's chopped in half, and yet the other brother finds her, and it literally puts, put her her back yeah, puts her back together like a puzzle. <laughs> <laughs> Drags oh, her dude, lower body so back. I'm like, what the fuck's he doing? <laughs> well, he felt bad. You want to see two things put up like that? Plus, she took the gun from him. She took the gun from the other guy, from Jackie, the, the thug uh, assistant who the was ready man? to blow everyone's head off when they first oh, yeah. got there. But she took the, gun, took the gun from him and never even fires it. And if I'm not mistaken, the gun is different because she takes a black gun from him, goes into the woods, and then when Terry or Todd, whichever one of them picks up the gun later from that area, it's a silver gun. Really? Yeah. So the gun changes colors. Wow. But I, I don't know. There's just a lot of funny stuff. Just the, even the fact that the the assistant with the gun is singing. Uh, I guess yeah. This is post Flash Dance. He's singing instead yes. of "You're a Maniac, You're a Lunatic." Yeah. Yes, I you're, noticed. You're a lunatic. <laughs> yeah, lunatic on the floor. Yes. I'm like, what? It <laughs> what is. Are you doing? It's it's a charming mess. You're right. Well, it, it was show for so many years, right? Because it was made in '83, but I don't think released until '87. Right. Yeah. It's too bad. It should have. I wish it would have come out. If it would have come out in '83, it probably wouldn't have been a lost gem. It probably would have been right along. It's just that it was released too late. One of those things, like Intruder, came out in '89. You know, but I don't know. There, the funny dialogue. I wrote some things down here. There is some funny dialogue. He says what the guy says when um, the manager, when you know, when the mother's worried about the fact that Todd escaped. You know what he says? He's like. He's probably he's probably hiding in a closet back at school. <laughs> he's not gonna come here. Why would he be hiding in a closet back at school? He's gonna escape it on the side. What the fuck does that even mean? <laughs> and then later on, okay, I wrote that. He's a lunatic, lunatic on the floor. I wrote that. Here's the this is the perfect thing. The guy is leaving. The manager is leaving, and this is the exact dialogue. The the mother comes out and the manager's leaving, and he says, I won't be long. And she says, Okay. But just don't be long. <laughs> really? <laughs> Literally, that is the dialogue. Uh, it's okay, honey. I won't be long. Okay, but just don't be long. <laughs> Are you fucking listening to Land me? Land Nine from Outer Space, the slasher film. This is what it is, man. That's fantastic. Dude, how, how about the scare? You know, Andrea, the new neighbor, and, and the kid Greg, they hook up and have sex. And then they decide they're going to scare Karen and Artie. Do you see the makeup effects that she has on? Yeah. It's like Tom Savini came in for six hours and did her makeup before they... Like, are you kidding me? Yeah. Like, I... that, like something like that really made me laugh. That it was really... cool. Yeah, that had me laughing. It was, was cool. I love that girl, too, though. Uh, Andrea. Uh, oh, yeah. Like, 
right? She kind of reminds me of like a uh, a knockoff Linnea. The yeah. personality, she, her look. Every, is she yeah. the main girl? No, no, that's, no, no, uh, no. Aaron. The main yeah. girl is actually a pretty decent actress. Almost feels like she's slumming in this movie. Yeah, she slumming? Didn't, and, she, and she didn't do much after this. She did. Uh, she only did five total things. Yeah. Hmm. How about when she meets when she meets um, Todd yeah. and she's outside and, and she you know what she tells him? She goes, "I want you to make love to me. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I want you to make love to me." <laughs> Oh, that boy drowned. I love how they make him look like he's like a wet rat. I don't know what they did. Like they just like, they did a good him. job of making them look different just by messing yeah. with the hair. Yeah. It's like it's crazy. You would think it's two different people playing them. No, Todd does a real good job the way he plays that part. I think. yeah, I, yeah. I enjoy Todd more than Terry. Terry's just more. Terry's just, funny though. Yeah, he's funny, but he's like he's clearly like a lunatic, and it's clearly related to to sex and and intimacy. <laughs> I could buy that. And then that, that that same time when she says, I want you to make love to me, you know what he says to her? He says, I'm Todd. And what is her response? Terry's brother? Yeah. No. <laughs> a fucking twin that's named Todd that's not Terry's brother. <laughs> and in oh, the story, shit. the story she tells Greg and Artie when she gets to the car, it's totally different from what happened, too. Mm-hmm. She basically says something like, once he came out, he looked like a lunatic and something. And like, she doesn't, yeah. like, like, she didn't admit what she, that she acted like a fool. Right. She was like, oh, he came on to me. Meanwhile, yeah. she's like, and then he said that, uh, yeah, then he, said he, he, he tried never to kiss kissed me? a girl. And she goes, I never kissed a girl, he said. It was so creepy or something. <laughs> she was coming on to him. Yeah, that was ridiculous. And speaking of cranberry, there you go. I said, I'm drinking it. <laughs> How many times did you say it? It's That's crazy. not cranberry juice. The first time he said it, <laughs> the first time he says it to himself is actually the best time. He's in the, he's getting ready to take a shower, and the machete's there. No, it's on his shirt. He just looks in the mirror and he goes, it's not cranberry sauce. It's real low key. He just said it to himself the one time, and nobody talks about that. But later on, it is great when he sees that guy. Yeah. What's, his, what's his name? Artie. <laughs> Artie. It's not cranberry sauce. <laughs> hysterical man <laughs> there's really no rhyme or reason for any of it and that's what makes it so batshit crazy and enjoyable at the same time like i mean it just happens it just happens it just unfolds like what throws him off again the fact that his brother's coming home the engagement engagement and, yeah the music the engagement. changed yeah like it's almost <laughs> yeah. like the thought of uh his mother being intimate with another man you know even when when karen's trying to come on to him later on he's like i wonder what's on the tube yeah, he went over to hang out with her. She obviously wants to get in his pants, which is kind of weird. She just met his girlfriend, but whatever. She invites him over, and he he is hitting on her kind of right in front. It's almost like he's naive to the fact. Like, he like he's the feeble one now. Like, he doesn't even realize why she's inviting him over. And she goes there, and, you know, she's trying to hook up with him. He's talking about the TV and everything else, and I don't know. It's weird, isn't it? And then later on... Uh, his girlfriend says something to him. He goes, "Well, you've been acting distant." He goes, "Well, I'm acting distant now." And then he's trying. Then he's trying to get in her pants. It was it was weird, wasn't it? Yeah, yeah nah, it was, was very it, it was very strange. Even like the funniest thing to me, and I actually wrote the timeline out of everything Andrea and Greg did. Even though they're two characters that are very minimal, they get together, they have sex, then they do all the makeup and they scare their friends. Then they each take a shower, change, and decide to go and play tennis. Before heading to the pool house to make love again. <laughs> what the? Love. Yes. I like, shit, let's go play tennis. That, that is it almost, it almost feels like the guy had some money, asked his uh, townhouse complex if they all wanted to make a movie, and this was the result. 
but got some decent effects comparatively to the other yeah. slashers that were coming out at the time. Because yeah, really, most of these knockoff slashers would never really delivered on the gore. <laughs> never really I... did. There's like the handful like that that would stand out in that regard. So that's where this one gets points. <laughs> I enjoyed each and every time a little bit more. Yeah, and Ted Raimi at the beginning selling yeah. the condoms yeah. and uh, one yeah, the, the, the gore, one with the, the pin through it. <laughs> <laughs> nice. How about, how about how Karen about hiding the baby? All of a sudden, it gets quiet the minute she puts it in the oh, cabinet yeah. under the sink. And if you look closely, it, she shuts the cabinets, but its leg is still sticking out. Really? Yeah. Oh, that's funny. That whole scene is weird with the mother dating that guy when he comes over and they're doing all cream de mint and he's sitting down and it's kind of weird. Oh, he was such a square. She was like, she was just trying to get a rich daddy. (laughs) But he was like such a square. He's like, you could should be drinking. We're of age. Don't worry about it. I was like, I was glad when he got killed. Yeah, he was just acting weird. Yeah. Yeah. It was a little odd. Like (laughs) they they didn't have to, they they didn't need quite as much time spent with them as they did. Because all, all they are is freaking red, you know, red shirts. You just want to see him get killed, so they throw yeah. him in. You know what I mean? But and the only death, the only issue is there was a couple cutaway kills, which unfortunately I don't yeah. know. Yeah, well, hers was a cutaway kill. The the woman who they're babysitting her, for her and her daughter, Andrea too. Ah, uh, yeah. Yeah. Scene. yeah, they cut away from them too. I don't know why, but I mean the other kills make up for it. The one is great. Right after it's not cranberry sauce, Artie, and he kills that freaking guy with the machete. Oh, Dude, yeah. that's great. Some good ass kills, man. Straight up. I'll tell you what's funny. That little girl, when the little girl's out there and the guy sends her home, and, you're gonna hurt she... my kitty. <laughs> yeah, why did she say that? <laughs> Who's that me? <laughs> Todd told her to not let anyone in. So, like at that part, like I respect it. All right, this girl's being smart. She said, "Don't let anyone in, no matter what." But uh-huh. to throw out that line, you're gonna hurt my kitty because she's not looking. For... <laughs> That's her reason because the, the the cat's missing. Yeah, he's out there to kill a cat. <laughs> Little did she know that Dave Z was rescuing him at that exact moment. That's right. That's right. Saver of kitties. <laughs> <laughs> and destroyer of kitties, too, apparently. What? Get your cranberry sauce, ladies. Mm-hmm. I mean, cranberry juice. <laughs> <laughs> it is cranberry juice. <laughs> that would be my gimmick if I was single again. <laughs> oh, God. Woo. Yep, that's, that's out of control. But yeah, honestly, it's a slasher done right as far as the gore is concerned. And yeah. Christian, you're right. There wasn't the gore is a highlight. This might make it back up to my number seventeen slasher because I'm a gore hound, and that's the feature. That's that's the best part of the film, you know. Yeah, and I'm, I'm a seven out of ten. My rating has no. I'm an eight out of ten. My rating has not changed. I'm a seven out of ten. All right. I'm, the gore, I'm, the gore is its saving grace, and I do. I think Todd. I agree with you that that uh, Karen is is a is a good actress, but but Todd's portrayal I think is the best in it, and I feel bad for him given you know that ending, but that embrace with Todd and uh, and Mother at the end it's just it's too dramatic and it's too creepy. It's, it's kind of sad though. It's kind it's sad you know once what happens happens, but uh, you know it's I don't know just it, it gets a little creepy. I I, I all right that's fair. I, I could see that. The thing is, oh, something else about <laughs> Todd, Todd's funny, okay? But he's the right kind of funny. It's not overdone. And keep in mind, this was made in 1983. That's before they were really cracking wise. You're talking about in Terry. Pardon me, Terry. I apologize. Okay. Yes. 
he the cranberry sauce and some other stuff that he was saying. He, he had a couple of wisecracks in there, and it's like this that was kind of early. That was before Freddie started doing it in in '87. You know what I mean? So. Yeah. I gotta give it some props for that too, because they weren't really doing that back then. So in a way, I don't know, it was one of the first that had witty dialogue from the killer. So that's one of the reasons it stays at eight with me. It was gonna drop it, but the more I thought about it, I don't know. Charlene a little bit of higher. Charlene's in the eight and a half to nine range. I was talking really? about it. Really? Yeah. How is she? Man, I haven't seen She's her. She's good. In I was on the phone with her at like three o'clock in the morning, my time. She called me. Yeah. I'd be like, What are you calling me at three in the morning? But I was texting her, so she knew I was up. <laughs> we should have her on the show. That's what we should do. You know what we'll do next year for a woman in horror month? We'll have her on and we'll have Heather on. How's that? And a bunch of other girls. Maybe Sounds we'll just do a... good. Yeah, yeah, it'd be fun. Just one show with us us three and like three or four girls. You can That's sit fun. over here, ladies. <laughs> <laughs> Bring your cranberry juice. Yeah. Oh, God. <laughs> oh, boy. Oh, sweet uh... justice. Okay. All right. Well, uh, that's the end of that. Okay. So, real quick, we have a couple. We have an email and we have a voicemail. So, what the hell? Let's get on that. We have an email from John Crossley. Good day, exploding heads. Good day, mates. <laughs> Hoping you are all well. Just a quick email to say hello and thank you for coming together and creating the best podcast, especially for all of us horror fans. Thank you. Nice. Yeah, yeah. The, the three of you have the best chemistry. It's great that you can all take a joke and take the piss out of each other and have a laugh. <laughs> Aussie <laughs> slang. Uh-huh. I listen to you guys when I'm in bed, when life isn't as busy and my family are asleep. Some of the things Brandon and Christian say to each other makes me burst into laughter, which tends to scare and wake my wife. She then gives me an elbow to the ribs. Ah, You're affecting people's bedrooms. How about that? Perfect. Uh, yeah. I really loved your last episode covering found footage film. So, yeah, we're a little late on this. Sorry. I have been a fan of them ever since I watched the Blair Witch Project for the first time as a kid. It scared the shit out of me. Lots of people say it isn't scary because you don't see anything. I think those films can sometimes be the scariest films. Sometimes movies can show too much, and you realize that the creature, ghost, monster, etc. isn't as scary as what your own mind has created. Knowing there is a danger but not knowing where it is or what it looks like can be more terrifying. From all of your top 20 list of found footage, I think I... Found a few I had not yet seen, so thank you. I have written them down, and I will soon find time to watch them. I pulled together a list of my personal top 20 found footage favorites, and hopefully some of you haven't seen yet. Well, let's see here. So here's his top 20. Number 20, The Frankenstein Theory. Haven't heard it, but I've heard i heard of it, but I haven't seen it. I know some yeah, people... me either. Yeah. Uh, number 19, Troll Hunter. Nice. Uh, yeah, number 18, Where, The Legend Reborn. Uh, w- was that, was that, was that Watson? Where? Didn't Watson talk about that on uh, ABC's A Hidden Horror? Where? We did talk about it on ABC's A Hidden Horror. Where? That is Where? Yeah, on that show. Yeah, it's not straight up found footage. <laughs> there are some parts that are, but I could see why he put it there. But yeah, uh, the taking of Deborah Logan at seventeen. In the asshole. Oh boy! Get your cranberry juice, Deborah Logan. <laughs> <laughs> You've been taken. <laughs> Oh, oh my God, 16, just... 16 oh my is God. creep. I know. Look what I started. 16 is creep. 15, paranormal activity, two through five. Oh, nice. Two through five, all equal. That's, that's, okay. a, that's a me move right there. Right? Yeah, it is. The Devil, Devil Inside, to... they had 14. Wow, he's high on The Devil Inside, one of the I've highest. I've seen, seen it. It's on Netflix. It's okay. The ending is lackluster, but it's not bad. 
13 exists. I think we're all fans of that. 12 Cloverfield. I know we're all fans of that. 11 The Last Exorcism. I do like that. I think it gets shit on more than it should. No, Last Exorcism's really good, actually. Word. I'm I'm with it. To the motherfucker. (laughs) Paranormal Activity, the marked ones. So he's high on that one. Yeah. Blair Witch. Number nine, just Blair Witch. In other words, the third movie in their franchise. I like it, too. I like it, too, and I need to watch it again. I like it. Are you sure he didn't just put Blair Witch and meant Blair Witch Project? No, no, no. Don't God worry. damn it, Blair Witch. I'm sorry. I'm checked out of this list now. <laughs> really? You did, you disliked it that much, huh? Like I despised it. it. you got to watch but, it again. But, but I didn't check out of the list. <laughs> wow. Okay, let's continue. Number eight, Wreck. I know there's no objections there. Nope. Number seven, this is a surprise, The Gallows. Wow, your Ooh. list is a wreck. <laughs> <laughs> Braden's like number, like uh, worst list of that year. Nah, that, that's fair. That's fair. I'm just hoping I hear one particular film that I haven't heard yet. But maybe it's this one, number six, digging up Romero. I, I digging have not up seen... Romero. Oh, digging up the marrow. <laughs> digging up Romero. <laughs> like, oh my god! You know what? That's a solid choice. He's just redeemed himself. That's a really good film, but I don't think... I've never seen it. It's so good. I really enjoy it. I don't... I can't watch it. I guess they show pictures of things that I don't want to see in that movie. So, anyway. Um, Number five, The Visit. I like The Visit. Nice. Yep, yep. Number four, Paranormal Activity, the original. How many Paranormal... He's got more Paranormal Activities than there are on this list. He's got them all, (laughs) apparently. Like, like, like 15 on this. Number three, The Possession of Michael King. I remember I someone else like talking that. about that one, too. I've not seen it. You should I see The like... Possession of Larry King. <laughs> and The Possession of Don King. And The Possession of Burger King. Oh, my God. And The Possession of Rodney King. <laughs> All right, I'm done. Keep it going. Keep it going. <laughs> Rodney King, you're not going to beat that. That's one. <laughs> oh, shit. Burger King the Possession of Martin Luther King. <laughs> I honestly, if I didn't, if he didn't say keep going on and I cracked off. That comes out February. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. Number two, the house is October built. I like the first one. I like the first one. The second one. I do too. And number one, he already talked about it. The Blair Witch Project. Brandon, are you satisfied? (laughs) Did you get what you No, it's a good list, but there's one, I mean, obviously VHS 2 not being on there upsets me, but the one film that, like, I'm an advocate for because I saw it for the first time before I I did my list is uh, Lake Mongo. I think that movie is absolutely fantastic, and I feel like anyone who hasn't seen it should watch it. I I agree. There's no question of that. Yep, Lake Mongo indeed. Okay, guys, (laughs) keep up the great work. As I said, I am a huge fan of you all. I have you three guys listed in order from my favorite to least favorite host. <laughs> Are you kidding? It, it goes like this. My third favorite of you three is... Brandon. Ah, shit. The wife is calling me back to help remove a crocodile from the backyard. <laughs> I'll leave it for you guys to argue the order. <laughs> Take care, guys. Your mate from down under, John Crossley. That was that was funny. That was awesome and funny. That was fucking yeah. hilarious. I, I believed you for a second. So and, I was like, he, no, that was in the thing. He just he changed it. He actually texted me. I, I was his favorite. <laughs> no, no. He took it right from the page. You, we just had the poll. It had to be me. And then Christian, and then B. Sorry, it's, buddy. Oh yeah, I, I'm not. I'm, I'm used to it. I mean, I, I I get people cracking jokes all the time. Just 
Brandon, you're on this show? Like, what, when did that become a thing? <laughs> show one. Like, <laughs> show one. <laughs> How are you not in on this joke? <laughs> At least you get noticed, though. At least you get noticed. Nobody I get, yeah. yeah. People no. talk about you all the time. Anytime Exploding Heads comes up, you come up. You're like the next thing out of somebody's mouth. If you listen to like another podcast and you're you're like a you're, you're like the Urkel to Family Matters. You're, he wasn't top build, but he was the one everybody talked about when they talked about Family Matters. You know what I mean? Everyone they wanted the character they wanted dead. That's you. <laughs> dead. Urkel. Urkel, I want him dead. <laughs> he is the face of the show, even Just though like he wasn't Urkel. top build. Yeah. You know what I mean? When people think exploding heads, they think you. Yeah. So that's that the way would, it is. That would make Christian, what, the Reginald Bell Johnson of uh, exploding heads? <laughs> then who would I be? Um, the um, What's her name? What's her name? I, you know who I am? I'm the girl that went upstairs and never never came back downstairs and then showed uh, up. Oh, uh, the sister? <laughs> yeah. The, you, the little sister? <laughs> you know that story? She went up the stairs on an episode. Yeah. Right? And she, and she never came back down the stairs and then she showed up in porno someday. Yeah, isn't that they do, they do that on a lot of shows, especially when they have like three siblings. If when they don't renew a contract, that they'll be like, "We're gonna get rid of a sibling." All of a sudden, next season, just a sibling is gone, and that one was one of the early ones. I think I saw that porno too. I want to watch that porno. I Family keep matters in the ass. I think it was called. <laughs> <laughs> Not I a great see. title, but <laughs> I thought it was um, anal porn, and it was called fecal matters. <laughs> oh. <laughs> Just like Urkel. Uh, oh. <laughs> well, I was eating fish and watching Urkel. <laughs> Good old Urkel. Okay, so that's that. Now, um, oh, you know, I should I should put it out there. Nobody ever sends us exploding heads horror podcast at gmail.com. Our Google Voice thing doesn't work anymore. I gotta redo it again. So literally, Travis Christian messaged me and said, Listen, I can't get through this and that. And he called my my phone. I gave him my phone number. I said, "Here, just call it and leave it here," because our, our thing isn't working anymore. So you don't I, accept I, the charges. <laughs> I don't mind giving it out. I don't mind giving out my phone my, my phone number to the public. But I think my wife would get mad, so I won't do it. Because I'm an open book and she's kind of a closed book. That's just the way it is. So, but whatever. I'm gonna I'm gonna play this um, this message from Travis. Wait, is this is this him? Wait a minute. Eleven twenty. If I'm wrong, I'm wrong. It might be funny though. Hold on. Let's see. <laughs> Hi, Dave. This is Ginny. You gave me a dirty <laughs> track affection. I hope you have, um... <laughs> oh, my gosh. Wait I hope my kittens are doing okay. Wait. <laughs> <laughs> That's a little girl calling to look for her lost black cat. <laughs> Please, Wait, name's That Lucky. was my daughter. I, I, hold on a minute. Hold His on. Let's try this. I saw you take <laughs> <laughs> This is it. That was, that was Frankie Z. Hold yeah, on. Yeah, I, I recognize that that was Frankie Okay, hold on a minute. This this one here is Travis Christian, our old buddy. Hold up. Hey, Dave, Christian, and that fucking dude. Nah, just kidding, man. You're all right, even though you're a dude. <laughs> I was just catching up on smoke shows. It's been a while, and currently uh, on show number 90. Uh, really good show. I've been enjoying everything I've been doing. Yeah, I think it would be a positively great idea if Rob Zombie would make a remake of The Fun House. Word. I'm a big zombie fan. Yeah, some of the movies haven't been that great. Or to Salem. Uh, Halloween, too. I know a lot of you guys don't like Halloween 1, but I think it's good. The studio pretty much clipped his balls off. I mean, he just 
you know, he was very limited on what he could do. And I think in number two, he went a little off the wall because he had full credibility to do anything he wanted to do. And, uh, Uh-oh. sorry, his phone cut me off. Yeah, but anyway, I had a few tunes, so. But anyway, <laughs> me too, buddy. Catching up with you guys. And another thing, I'm not a Patreon, but I really like that you guys would review Excision. Oh, yeah. Way back in the banana laser years, I had a request for floating heads and for you guys to do a review off on Excision. I don't know if we're ever going to get that. We're as busy as he is at the new restaurant every time. But it'd be awesome if maybe you guys could do it. You maybe get him in a gear. Maybe we could get one more banana laser. So I think that'd be pretty cool. Thanks, guys. Great work. Even the you. <laughs> It's funny and terrifying at the same time, those Jew jokes in that really rich Southern accent. <laughs> <laughs> like, I don't know if they're jokes or not, but I'm still laughing. <laughs> but I like Travis. I, I might, You might have to send me that message, Dave, because I it was kind of muffled on my end. It got muffled. There were some parts I, I, I missed, but... my I, mu- it, it, It's muffled in general. Okay. Um, yeah, but that's but fine. I'm, I'm we, do him. we do excision. owe him excision. Exactly. Sorry, Brandon. But let let, like, let us talk. A good movie and <laughs> shut us. <laughs> shut up, Jew. <laughs> did he make? I didn't even hear a Jew joke. Did he make a Jew joke? I believe he said Jew a couple of times. Did he? <laughs> I think he did. Too. Oh, okay. No, it's, I I think he's kidding. I hope. I hope. I have to watch Excision anyway this year because it may or may not be making my top hundred list. So I, I've only seen it once and I've liked it and I rated it like a rating that's on the bubble. So I kind of want to watch it again. So as far as Banana Laser, you got to talk to Matt. It's tough to get us all together. We were trying to get our show together in October and we just could not. Yeah. It's hard. It's hard to get shows going these days. It's crazy. He's busy, too busy doing those R-rated commentaries. <laughs> <laughs> he he hasn't done one of those in months. He doesn't do them anymore either. So it, it's tough to do. It's just tough to get everyone together, especially yeah. me. Although my schedule in the new year is going to open up a little bit. I may have a little bit of wiggle room. So we'll see. Maybe they'll but, finish up the ABCs of Hidden Horror then. Finally. Well. <laughs> we're finally up to D. It's getting. <laughs> no, no, we're doing X next week. And then Y and Z. Yeah. What movies are you doing for X other X-Men. than X-Ray? X-Men trilogy. <laughs> Xylophone. I took, I took X-Ray, the, of course, the, the Hospital Massacre. Of course. And um, what were the other two? Shit, I Extra? forgot. Extra, yeah. No, yeah. believe two. it or not, it's not <laughs> Really? I would, no. have to, I would have listened if it was Extra. No, believe it or not, <laughs> <laughs> it's not Extra. Man, I, I, I wish I could. Man, I forgot what they picked. Damn it. Oh, well. I don't know. I'll There's advertise it next sure time. One sure way to tell if I'll listen. Is Watson a guest star again? Is Watson on X? No. He was oh. only on W. Then I'm all ears. All right. Yep. yep. You're going to have Watson <laughs> back here in a couple episodes. You I, know. Know. <laughs> I know. I know. <laughs> Get ready. And then, and uh, what the hell was I going to say? I don't know. Travis, we'll try to get on that. We really will. You know, because he did ask a long time ago before we even had a Patreon. Was it X the Unknown? X the Man with X-ray eyes? X the Man with X-ray eyes is one of them. Nice. Yeah. I just I just watched that recently for the first time, and it's a really terrific film. Okay, that's one of them, and I yeah. can't remember what the third one is. X the Unknown. X more. No. Extinction. Predator X. No. Uh, that's the those are the only movies on this X list that I found. Damn. 
What is the other one? XX? The anthology? Nope, it's not XX. No, good good guess, though. All right, I'm done guessing. Yeah, what are you going to do? That's all. So Xylophone yeah. of death? Xylophone of death, right. <laughs> so anyway, uh, yeah, explodingheadshorrorpodcast uh, at gmail.com. Send us an email. We'll read it on the show. Uh, get on the Patreon. I'll throw it out there now. Patreon.com slash explodingheads. Uh, lots going on. Bonus episodes and whatnot. Get in on the top 100 movies of the past decade. Submit with us because episode 100 is going to be a big one. And one of yeah. these shows, I'm going to announce everybody that, that's involved with that because there's yeah. a bunch of podcasts and people that we're friends with and, and other people and podcast hosts. And, and it's a good idea to have to have a, a large group of people doing the lists. You know, I think it would it would kind of be – I'm not saying it would be anticlimactic, but I, mean, I think people get a sense of like – films that would show up on our list and just kind of pooling everything together it'd be interesting to see where certain films fall which films don't make it which films show up it's gonna be fun and the more yeah. people that are involved with the patrons they have a free ride so i mean this that's just a listener submitted 100 movies yeah so we'll explain more in a different time but i mean Absolutely. it's good it's, it's gonna be a lot of fun i'm really looking forward to that it's gonna be a big show so awesome but that's uh that's a little ways away we have got to talk about one more movie tonight. And, um, yeah, I'm kind of excited about it because, once again, we get to talk about an Argento movie. Yeah. Argento? We haven't talked about an Argento since one movie with American Idol. Uh, this Manicarino. is the guy that makes the uh, the cheese, right? <laughs> and now we've got another Manicarino to talk about. Is this the guy that makes the cheese? Sargento? Oh, Sargento. <laughs> Dario Sargento. <laughs> Get the fuck out of Dodge. Yeah, get out of Dodge. You don't work at a you don't work at a car dealer anyway. Get out of there. Yeah, yeah. The motherfucking yeah. Movie. More more puppet slash manicarinos. More Argeno. This is one more reason why he is the man. Yeah. And I've had a a uh, a busy last month and a half with a lot of Fulci films that make him a strong contender, and then I watched like. Then I watch like this. I'm like, man, he was strong even even in 2001. It's crazy. Yeah, it's so crazy. And not only that, this movie. I thought I saw this film. I swear I saw this film. I didn't remember a thing about it. So if I watched it, I had a Brandon moment and I forgot everything. You know what the crazy thing is? I I knew this was the the nursery rhyme film and stuff like that, and I didn't remember how the story played out. But I knew what the killer looked like. So the minute that person showed up on screen, I'm like, oh, there's the killer. So, like, I knew that. But, like, it was still Weird. fun watching because I couldn't remember how the story unfolded and how it all connected back. But really well done. I'll just introduce it real quick. Oh, yeah, it's yeah. Yes. We haven't even done it's obviously, <laughs> it's obviously Argento, um, an older retired police detective and a young amateur sleuth. He's not a young amateur sleuth. He's uh, one of the, vic- the victim's son. Team up to find a serial killer who's resumed a killing spree in Turin, Italy, after a 17-year period. Yeah. Yeah. How about this movie? How, how about the fact that Argeno hadn't really done a, a giallo in, gee, I don't know. Giallo? A, a, a little bit, and well, then he you, comes out with this Depends movie. on if, if you consider Terror at the Opera, Opera, the last one, or if, if Trauma you consider a giallo, which I don't think a lot of people do. So Terror at the Opera would have been the last one. And... What a great return to form. In fact, this movie looks like it could have been right out of the 70s. 
that's what's crazy, and I agree with you. Yes. <laughs> the whole look of it, everything about it, you're just yes. like, how did he achieve this? 2001, the movie looks like it could have been filmed and part of his, his old, like, like a, just a continuation of all those movies. Yeah. I don't know how he did it. I really don't know how he did it, and I don't know why he couldn't do it again. But I'm not complaining. I am happy we got one more great from him, and that's the only one thing more reason why. The only thing that sounds 2001 in this, and I still like it, is the, the Goblin soundtrack in this one. Sounds yeah, more, it's still good it's, though. It, oh yeah, it's still good, but it's yeah. it you know it's it's not you know it's not it's not Tenebrae, Tenebrae. Or, you know it's not it's not those you know. No, but. it's not. One of my favorite favorite shots in this movie, and again we're we're discordant as usual, just going from all over the place, but that's okay because we never really go linear. But is when he does a tracking shot down the um, the carpet. And you mm-hmm. just see feet, and the, the music's going. It's great music, and you see you hear people talking. Like, hey, intermission's almost done. Intermission's almost up. And then you see feet moving and everything else. And then it just pans up, and it stops at the ballerina, like off the ground by about a foot, getting strangled. And then her oh. fucking head comes down and lands down there <laughs> on the ground. It's just mwah. That's an Argentoism right oh. there, and that's why he's the master. Yeah, man. Damn it. I just get every time I watch an Argento film like this, I just get a feeling as I'm watching it that n- nothing else does that for me. I wish there was more. I wish he made more movies like this. I, I wish there was. Uh, it well, just, there's quite a few, ah. let's be honest. What's that? There is quite a few of them. He's there's practically few, remade the same film over and over and over again, but he seems to remake it and just add another little element that's a bit different. I mean, yeah, I, I, I liked it so much. Dave, I totally agree with you because I told Brandon this earlier today. I went, I never saw the card player. I've never watched the card player and I don't no, own it. Not bad. So I went right on YouTube and I started watching it going, damn, this movie gets shit on it. And I liked it. I liked it. I didn't I, love it. I agree. But I, I agree. liked it as well. I, was like, I like Yeah. And then I like Jallo. I actually like Jallo as well. So do I. It's fine. <laughs> They're fine movies. There's nothing wrong with them. They're just not on the, on the level of even this. But I mean, or anything that came before. The I killer in, in Giallo looks ridiculous. So he looks like a jaundice Sylvester Stallone. Well, he's yellow. Yeah. Giallo. Jaundice. In the name. He is. He's literally just... a Giallo. Yeah. Yes. I just called him jaundice. Fucking skunk. He doesn't even get... So, but the kill in this, that, the, with the instrument, how beautiful oh. and gory and just... It's just brutal. <laughs> Dude. And, and it harkens back to the, to like the, um, the animal trilogy. Wait, who's harkening? <laughs> with the, with the Harping. poetry Harping. or the nursery rhyme, you know it's the way it's revealed. It feels like you're watching something in the animal trilogy. It doesn't feel like Deep Red or Tenebrae. It feels to me, which is weird because they came later. You know what I mean? It feels to me like the, it's closer aligned with the animal trilogy movies. I don't know why. I don't know how. It's just it's it's an anomaly how, how this movie came out. It's but. I'm really glad it did. It was his last great film. And it gets a lot of mixed reviews. Yeah. It does. It does. And we do, there are questions. Like, there are questions in most Jallos. Like, uh, that opening scene after, or when the whole train sequence. Let's talk about oh, the train Oh, it's so sequence. good, though. So no, so masterfully done. But why would the killer but call how? If, he always, if he was already on the train? I agree. That's always confused me, and I was hoping one of you guys was going to have an answer. It was. I mean? think it was a head fake. I think he was calling, going, "What's that noise? You're you're on a train. Sounds like you're on a train." Was he? Just, you think he was just trying to throw her off and making it sound like he wasn't there already? But he was obviously on the train already because the train didn't yeah. stop. He's he's tormenting her. 
That's it. You just think he's straight he's up head straight fake. Up. He's just giving her a head fake on the phone. Yeah. So who's that? Who's wait a minute then? Then who's it? Who's chasing? I mean, he's no, no, it's, it is him. Brandon's saying he's just pretending that he's nowhere. Where? Where are you? What's that? Yeah, noise after he's under after he's under the covers and he's you know he's you know you know screaming under the covers and whispering right. whatever. And he uh, he notices that his file's missing, so he sees her running out the at the uh, place and he he follows her. So he has a cell phone. That's what you were gonna tell me. Yeah, definitely has a cell phone. Given who he is, given who he is, one hundred percent, he has a cell phone. Okay, well then, that, then, then that excuses. And he obviously has okay. her number since she's a lady of the night. Sure. Okay. Well, good. Now, this made this movie. Even I better, have very little issue with anything making sense. It all connects rather nicely together and ties together. It's whether Usually does. people care care enough, and uh, you know whether it's a little bit on the long side. Which, honestly, even though it is close to two hours. I really enjoyed the whole thing. I was yeah. even watching the credits play out because I love movies that end like that where, where the film is still continuing while the yeah. credits are I love that. Yeah, it's me like, too. That's very like crime thrillers of like the 70s and 80s that used to do that. Why is this not on Blu-ray? Because I saw it on VHS when it first came. At the time, 2000, I was working at Hollywood Video. It was right before I moved to Vegas. And it came out then. And I remember I rented the video and it was really dark. For it, and I couldn't see shit. It was a real dark VHS. Now, now I have the DVD, and it's still dark. I mean, it's not as dark as the VHS, but I don't get why this does not get. We got all these fucking movies coming out. Well, have I gotta, you seen the releases? Yeah, there's there's a lot, but um, I, mean, I believe it was Severin recently made a list of all the directors and and and, and of uh, all the directors and different type of stuff that's coming out next year because they just had their big Black Friday sell and Argento's on the list. So hopefully oh. I, I mean for me my first choice is we need we need a uh, four flies on gray velvet but oh, also boy. also yeah. sleepless like so I I think we're going to start to see more Argento hitting hitting uh hitting Blu-ray especially since Arrow hasn't been doing anymore i mean they put out a bunch of them you know i like a box set then that oh a, a box that would be amazing especially of these later ones uh, together, i love the whole be... collection i mean oh. the jalo collection or whatever just the the whole collection really at the end of the day that that is his filmography you know give or take like i mean even the phantom of the opera remake that he did you you could he get was given sort of the jalo touch uh yeah. dracula dracula was probably the one that um is not so much and trauma, I guess, for that matter. Well, I mean, Suspiria. Suspiria is not a slasher. Inferno is not a slasher. No, but uh, it, it feels... It feel, I know, but it, it, for some, for whatever reason, it just seems to fit. You're right, it's not in the traditional <laughs> sense, but maybe because it's got the gentle, you know, auteur stamp or symbol of a seal of approval, it, it just seems to fit and could be boxed in with all of those. No question. There is a Four Flies Blu-ray, though, but it's... Yeah, uh, it's uh, shameless. It's shameless, yeah. Yeah, it's not on. Uh... It, it needs the treatment that films like Suspiria, Tenebrae, oh. Phenomenon. Uh, no question. You know, those are getting. You know, these Arrow or Synapse, Steelbook, these you know really expensive editions, and and yeah, the next logic, the next logical step. I mean, even Opera got a nice release and stuff. Like it that. should, and it should, yeah. and this should, and it's like they're they're releasing like freaking. I don't know, Bones, Snoop Dogg Bones. <laughs> and people are getting excited about it. Yes, I'm thinking, yes. Yeah. When I when I was into, again, I'll, I'll go back to 2000 when I worked at the Hollywood Video. Nobody came back after running Bones excited. 
You know Nobody what? Was like, oh, what I, a great movie! <laughs> get the fuck out of here! People are excited about Bones. I mean, I wasn't. I wasn't as mad as at Bones because I know people are excited because it's finally coming to Blu-ray because it's never been on Blu-ray. But I, I was know, really I pissed. Fuck! When, when could, they ju- when they just did uh, Spookies and everybody oh, went people nuts. I was like, "Are you fucking kidding?" Yeah. Me? People shit on Spookies like I shit zero. on zero. I gave it a zero. Remember? There you go. It's I a piece of it, shit. I think I gave it like a generous three and a half or something or maybe a four but they they release it with a nice you know slip cover and everybody was like oh day one by and that thing's what you know i don't fuck? know if it's sold out but they really? you know they package it with a nice slip cover they forget that it's still a turd inside you, you know what? Yeah, yeah, that's exactly right. trying to polish a turd <laughs> yeah. you guys are fucking idiots <laughs> i don't get it sorry and I am a collector. Me too. And I've I bought some bad. And I've bought. I've bought, bought some bad films spookies. as well. What's next? Nightmare Weekend? Oh, it's got a slipcover. It's in the girls' oh, panties. Oh, dude, Nightmare I, Weekend. <laughs> I don't understand people's excitement oh, over just because it's the first time on a blue. They're acting as if it's fucking Suspiria being dropped. I, I, I again, this is. It, this is. I could go on a rant about this. I it's, could too, and I'm. You know what? Not... This is what drives me crazy about horror fans, and it gets to each their own. Spend the money; it's your fucking money. If you want to fucking throw it into the ocean, throw it into the fucking ocean. But you're a fucking <laughs> like... idiot. Fucking spookies. <laughs> Fuck that right. film. Yeah, Fuck spookies that. Spookies really made me angry because they kept that hidden. It was one of the secret Black Friday uh, Vinegar Syndrome releases, and so when it popped up, it was a film called uh, The Candy Snatchers, which is. Isn't even a horror film, and then Spookies, and I was just like, I can't believe we're we're, we're talking about Spookies. And stuff. if you're a fan of Spookies, <laughs> fucking unsubscribe to our show. <laughs> I'll say I don't give a fuck. Unsubscribe. Listen to Twenty Two right. Shots. <laughs> because fucking if you're spookies. a collector, it's I'm a collector. It's, 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 uh, me too. But you're not. You're not the, 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 Yeah. That just yeah. and shit my drawers just because it's the first time I'm blue. Big fucking deal. There's a lot of first time out. Everybody gets excited when something's announced. Like, yeah. what was that one thing? Everybody was fucking... And I knew it was a bad movie to begin with. Microwave Massacre. And that fucking movie that I literally, literally <laughs> now... And I'm using literal, literally in the, in the perfectly literal sense. I'm not saying I watched a movie last night and it literally blew my mind. Because if <laughs> I did that... I wouldn't have fucking. That, that's a that's a millennial <laughs> thing. They they turn literal into a figurative word. <laughs> hate it. I fucking hate it. If I ever hear my daughter say that, there's gonna be fucking problems in this house. That is the stupidest fucking thing. The word literal was created just for that comparison to say to make to emphasize how serious something is. I literally shit my pants. That could happen. That if has I happened. Shit my pants. Then I'll say it. Hey, listen. I and literally I end up in the garage. <laughs> But if I if I'm <laughs> if I just said I shit my pants, there's no need to put the word literal in there. It's fake. I, I I figuratively shit my pants. I was so excited. But anyway, what the hell was I saying about about so, um the movie that actually you were talking about yeah. the movie that they released that you oh hate. what was that terrible movie? It was the worst rated slasher. I said it was oh, the year the prey and Brian. Brian, the play oh, and Brian was Bray, blowing it. That too. Brian on your other show, ABC's A Hidden Horror, was going. I'm a fan. I'm like Brian. I've, I I can't respect you anymore. I <laughs> you were up here, and that just went. Like, I really oh, okay. Well, the slasher show. I got to look it up. I'm it was my Brian. Brandon knows what this movie is. It was my lowest rate, Doom Weekend or Do- Doom Asylum. Is that what it's called? Oh, Doom Asylum. Yeah, okay. Doom Asylum got an arrow release. Yeah. Oh, fucking God. people. Everybody bought it and people blew it and people were excited about it. I'm listening to people on podcasts saying, oh, yeah, Doom Asylum. They're buying it, buying it, buying it. They're all excited. 
Then I'm noticing people are talking about it later. Oh, well, uh, uh, no shit, it's a fucking turd. What are you doing blind buying something for $30 just because it's out on Blu-ray? I'd sooner I, buy Doom Asylum than Spooky. So. <laughs> Doom Asylum was my lowest rated slasher. Yeah, I know, but I'd still buy it over Spooky. <laughs> You're like, which one do you want? Spookies is a bona fide zero. It was an unfinished movie that they went back and just inserted shit into to finish it and then release it and then release it. It's incomprehensible. It's it's bullshit. You know what we should do? See, you know how to make videos. We should make a movie and make it a shot on video movie and just bullshit people and say that (laughs) Spookies. That was Blu-ray. Say that it was released in 1983 and it's first time on Blue, yet we just made it now. We can make it look old and shit and we might get rich off these fucking... That's that's, that's the only thing that genuinely bothers me about the collecting community. And there are people who genuinely like these bad movies and I'm a collector too. I blind buy movies sometimes but generally I ask people like I know, I have friends who are like into like slow burn '70s stuff. I have friends who are into like different stuff. So I'll be like, "Oh, is this worth buying or checking out?" You know, if it's on a good price. And I've bought some movies that I haven't liked, but for the most part, you know, everybody goes nuts, especially when they have these sales and they show their stacks off that they bought and they have like 50 movies in the stack. And I'm like, "That's fine, but believe me, I would love to buy 50 yeah. movies." Then, then they but turn I the stack at a... around and you see the titles and you're exactly. like, "Exactly, I don't That's care if that is. was a I'm buck. Like... You I'm just like... threw that in the shitter." Well, that's what right. it is. That's what it is. And then is. they're going like, to try to justify it by watching sorry, it and saying it's better than it is. I'm no, sorry. But that's what it, no, but that's what it is. A movie like Spookies, a movie like Microwave Massacre, that's a movie you expect to pick up at like a flea market for like a dollar DVD or something exactly. or a 50 cent DVD. And they're putting them out in like $30 editions. And and it's it, the prices are only going up now. The prices have not gotten cheaper over the last like five years. Well, because not get my money. They, because that's it. It's physical media. It's yeah. only going to go up. Yeah, because they're charging more and as, more, especially as, as, you know, they're doing fewer and fewer, and it's just these, you know, obscure boutique labels doing uh, doing these, you know, limited releases. Meanwhile, all these films are on, like, Prime and stuff for the most part. I told you it's guys, I went up. digital. I've got shit. I got Blu-rays. I got video. I got yeah. – I still have shit, but most of the stuff that I've gotten in the last six months to a year – Justin D sent me because he's upgraded to a Blu-ray or whatever or yeah. a 4K, and then he's like, "Here, Christian," and he'll he'll he he mails me a bunch of them and whatever, and that that's where my collection has extended from because I was st- I stopped collecting physical media for the most part. I'll pick yeah. up one here and there, here and there, but that's like the box set of uh, Friday Thirteenth. Like I I saw that someone said it was on Black Friday for fourteen ninety nine. Well, when it first yeah. got when it first dropped in Canada, they had it on for nineteen ninety nine Canadian, which was like fourteen ninety nine. I'm like, I gotta grab it, so I got yeah. it out of the gate at that price. So you can't beat it. Obviously, there's certain ones like that, but at the end of the day. I realize that, you know, sometimes I like having the physical copy. Like, Brandon, you always said, fuck it, I don't want to go to the other room to grab it. Dude, I do I it now. I, I buy this stuff. And it's I not, love it. It's I literally digital. getting up. And I, I did it with Blood Rage. I own the Arrow, the Arrow Blood Rage. I like the film. I gave it a seven. I don't love the film. I technically didn't need to buy it. It's on Prime. I put it on Prime. If I ever want to check out the composite cut with the extra... <laughs> scene of them talking at the pool at the beginning or something whatever it is it's it's just literally like an extra two minutes of dialogue it's not even like extra gore i could put it on but like i didn't technically need it but the collector and me like i like to have some physical media so i do buy probably you know 10 to 20 movies a year Oh, I buy more than that, and I and i want the blue i'm always gonna take the blue over streaming because it's better quality and i gotta say i 
when I talk shit about collectors, I'm not talking shit about all collectors. I'm a, yeah, I was just at work today. Yeah. I was just at work today, literally showing a, a, a friend of mine oh, at work <laughs> my collection and stuff I had downstairs. And she's like, and she's like a, a young girl. I mean, she's like in her twenties. You know, I mean, she's like, she goes, why don't you just get a fire stick and plug it and have this? And, I, and I'm, I'm stressing to her. Different. It's not the same picture quality. It's not the same sound quality. I want the best experience I have when I watch a movie. And when you own something on Netflix or this or that, or you don't really own anything. They could take it down anytime. Realistically, you're just long-term renting all these things. Yeah. You're never really going to own them. I want to have that in front of me. And I am a PQ and, and, and a sound quality snob. I'm sorry, but I spend big money on my television and on my fucking sound system. So... I'm not gonna. That's what I'm into. It, yeah. It's, I, I'm not granted. I, and I said I have like a thousand Blu-rays, and she's like a thousand. I go, that's nothing. Fucking, I, I have friends that have five thousand Blu-rays. I oh, go, yeah. I can show you videos of fucking people online that have a video of their fucking two shelves that that takes a fucking tw- twenty minutes to watch. Um, I, I'm nowhere near as bad as them, and I'm nowhere near. So I am a collector. I'm just not. Is extreme as someone that's going to buy everything. And if they, if they have the money, why not? Who am I to say how to spend your money? God bless you. You know, salute. No, but it's spookies. Just, Fuck spookies. Stop supporting this <laughs> shit because shit is what comes out from that. that. If you just keep blind buying everything that comes out, shit's going to come out. We want good quality films to come out. We don't want just anything to come out because it's the first time I'm blue. You get excited. It's like the wrestling fans. Right now, the wrestling shows can't even average a fucking million Per show, a million. When we in the past, that's fucking a drop in the bucket. Millions of fucking people, ten million people are watching wrestling now. Oh, it's it's the best time to be a wrestling fan. Why? Because you have six shows and they all fucking suck dick and they're all the same shit and there's not a household name and all them fucking things. But if Vince was watching it, sucking dick would be good. <laughs> yeah. Vince McMahon. <laughs> Vince McMahon. Vince he, McCoy he from as well. TJF. You know, <laughs> he may as well be sucking his dick. We are went on a huge tangent here. Yeah, never, rating, the rating. tangent, the tangent it's was about time. that is about, but the tangent is because Sleepless is not on here. Spookies is. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's the bottom. That, right, that the, is the that bottom line. The, the, the <laughs> analogy joke I can make here is when John Stewart was hosting the Oscars one time, and you know that song "It's Hard Out Here for a Pimp" from yeah, um, Hustle and Flow, yeah, and they yeah. won. Yeah, they and he's did. like, if you're keeping score. Nine six seven mafia one Oscar Martin Scorsese zero, yeah Alfred Hitchcock zero <laughs> Peter O'Toole zero. And I lost yeah, my not, mind. It's not. It's true. That's that's why shows like the, even the Oscars has become like a joke. Like it was always like kind of. I don't like it. Anyway. I always I like song was good. Don't get me wrong. That song was good, but an Oscar and then like that's like Spooky's on Blu-ray, but there's so many others. Now maybe the licensing for this is crazy. Who knows. But really, really, the excitement is there for Spookies. Really, it's a you fucking know what, you know what it is, zero movie. And bones? And people fucking are buying bones. them, though. And you know what's going on? What I think the problem is with people buying them? I'm glad people are buying them because the companies are obviously making money so and, and, and supporting horror. But then th- these companies are putting out even more and more obscure stuff, which, okay, eventually they'll find something good. But I just noticed lately... Like every time I see like oh the new releases coming out, I haven't heard half these films. I'm not saying some of them aren't good, but there are good films that are more mainstream. That's why Scream Factory had a great year. I mean, they put out a lot of mainstream films that were great. We finally got a Bob remake on Blue, you know, Candyman on Blue. Like those, everybody should be buying those. You know, 
Yes, but people are marks. That's the fucking big problem here. Mm. People are marks, and they're just buying everything when it comes out just to buy it no matter what the price. Just like T-shirts. Fucking one company, Fright Rags, all of a sudden decreed that $27 is the new price, and people fucking gobble it up like fucking cum sluts in a porno. I mean, <laughs> what the fuck? I will never pay $27 for T-shirts. I'm not doing it. I'm not going to pay them $27. i am not going to give... Fucking Terror Threads, $27. I won't even give Gutter Garb, 27 and they're my favorite company. I wait for the sales, and I pay 15 to 20 fucking tops. That, that 27 there are these four or five new Black Christmas t-shirts, Some and two of them are just fucking beautiful. It has the logo on it. Out. Dude, no. <laughs> yeah, Black Xmas. No, the original, and they look beautiful. They're awesome shirts with that logo, which I happen to love that logo. And they're $27 on Gutter Garbs, and I love Gutter Garbs. This is a Gutter Garbs. It cost me $8 fucking dollars because I bought it on a sale, okay, for Slaughter Eye. I'm not going to pay $27 today. Christmas is coming. I want the shirt. I'm saying to myself, you know what? Between now and next Christmas, I'm going to get that shirt at least $7 cheaper. And I, I'm going to have a little self-control. It's the same thing with these Blu-rays. Have a little self-control, and you'll see all the prices drop. Just, just fucking stop. Because I, how many? You ever listen to those guys? You guys don't listen to Shockwaves, but I listen to Shockwaves, and they have the guys from Shout Factory on there. And some of the sometimes they, they come up with all they, they talk about movies that are sold, movies that haven't sold, and they got they got a bunch of copies of something, and they end up having to lower the price because it didn't sell. Well, that's it's fucking supply and demand. Well, that's the problem. Everybody does day one purchases, and then that's these the prices problem. never drop. I want the thing Steelbook. Everybody bought bought it so quickly, it's still $35. I don't want to pay $35 for it. And no. I could get the regular edition for 15 but I'm holding out that maybe one day they'll drop that Steelbook down to a reasonable price. I'll do it for a big name. Like, I did it for The, the, the Thing or, or Candyman or when My Bloody Valentine drops. I'm going to be like everybody else and get it, and it's going to come with the poster and the fucking yeah, thing. Yeah, but that, that's different. Three or four times a year. Yes, that, it is. That, I, to me, that's different. I mean, maybe there's right. someone out there that absolutely detests My Bloody Valentine. But there's a there's a difference between My Bloody Valentine and The Prey <laughs> or My Bloody Valentine shit. and... Spooks. Right. And, or my bloody Valentine and come gargling sluts. <laughs> come gargling sluts. <laughs> what was what was it? Was it come gargling sluts? Come dumpster, sir. I don't know. I... Come dumpster. I don't know. I I meant to put it in my favorite for later. <laughs> come dumpsters. Dog fart presents. We need to go. <laughs> <laughs> I really okay. feel like Christian secretly works for dog fart yeah. production. <laughs> I work for. Oh, I didn't even know the Oh, I don't even know what it is. That's sick. That, that makes me a sick person. I do not want to take a black light into that base. <laughs> <laughs> we call him an African Canadian light here. <laughs> well done. Uh, All right, guys. So that was sleepless. Yeah, I mean, let's, let's get back to it because I'm. I, I don't want to say I'm on a timeline, but I'm on a timeline. You're on a timeline. You got to leave yeah. like five minutes. We haven't even talked about the movie. Okay. Well, we have, but we we got yeah. on that tangent, which, as Dave said, long overdue. We need to do that more often. Dude, that opening kill with the uh, English horn. Whoo! Yeah. Oh. I'm, I'm obviously, the train scene and, and, you know, the train, you know, parking lot and all that. Great tension. Very, very old school Argenta. But once we get to flashback of uh, of uh, of the 70s. Actually, we start with the flashback. <laughs> I'm getting how confused. About, how about Max von Saito? 
Yeah, I was doing bring... the same. Always good to see him. He, on look, the he looks the same here as he did in the Exorcist. He always does. He <laughs> always does. He's still alive. He's like ninety, and he still looks the same. And he's still acting. He's still acting. I know. He was in what do you call it a couple years ago, the Star Wars movie. Yeah. And he looks the same way he looked in The Exorcist because he was makeup then. But what a good job because that's how he looks. But yeah. he's always good to see in a movie. The only time he looks radically different is when he plays Ming in Flash Gordon. He fucking doesn't look anything like he does any other time. Oh but God, that's another. Ming. That's hilarious. I don't even know if I do that. Oh, dude, he's fucking so great as Emperor Ming. It's ridiculous. But you know anyway, what, you know what he turned down? Huh? Spookies. He was actually. Yeah, it was. <laughs> turned a... <laughs> down for what? I was about to say turned down for what? You see, he turned down for what? <laughs> We're in sync, baby. Yeah, cheaper. Mm. All right, bye, 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 everyone. So, how about Max von Sydow? Did you realize? That later on in the movie, at one point, he had a little thing of pills that he said he took for his heart. It was the same fucking thing he did in The Exorcist. Remember he had that little thing of fucking little tin can, and he took a pill in yes. it and went to glycerin? Yes. They had to have done that for that reason. Dude, I really think that the old school heart pills, because you always see it in the old movies, yeah. they had to be like Tic Tacs they were taking. <laughs> like, that's why everyone dropped dead. Like, it, it looks so cool. They were always these tiny little, like, candies that they were taking. Uh-huh. I tell you, I think the dubbing makes the movie even a bit better. I, I know that might be blasphemous to say, but it, it's, it's a character unto itself in a sense because it's so over the top yes. that I don't even know if I want this. Maybe if you had the option to have it subtitled versus dubbed and have both the best of both worlds, I'll take it. But my God, I, I texted you guys when they're in that Japanese restaurant. And he's like, get out of And it's, it's so offensive. We're better off without him. And I'm like, oh my god, this is like, really? This is the voice they put on for the dubbing? <laughs> it was like right out of the 70s. Right it was like it. fucking it was awesome. watching Return of the Wu-Tang or some shit. <laughs> <laughs> Good story, though. Pretty, pretty, um, pretty easy to follow considering there was a lot going on. You know, with the backstory with the dwarf murders and the, the three people who killed then in the relation to the... Dwarf murders? Dwarf. Oh, dwarf. 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 Oh, dwarf. Dwarf. Yeah, dwarf. Dwarf. He was killing people. He was. He was dwarf. small. Dwarf. <laughs> what about the what? music they put in? Arrow's gonna release that next. What about that? Like that. That that whimsical music where he's like, and he's walking in and he sees all the other dwarfs at the uh, in that room. That is highly yeah. offensive. It is highly <laughs> offensive, and he's like, I've got an alibi. I was with my I was with my wife or girlfriend last night or something like that. What? Was yeah, they're almost says? like making a joke that little people can't get girlfriends. I'm like, what the hell's going on? And the music's like, oh, it's like almost like the cop music in Halloween Five. Oh yeah, <laughs> yeah, that was that was silly. But the the dwarf murders, you know, in relation to what's going on and bringing uh, Giacomo, Giacomo back. I like Giacomo. Giacomo. Yeah, I do too. I, I like him. I I like the uh, I like the teaming up of him and Moretti and. Uh, Really well done. That's and what I love about these movies. It's just Didn't she remind you guys? Asya? Of, of, thank you. Yeah, exactly. There were two or three times. I thought it was her. I'm like, I, oh, I had to look it up. I'm like, this is not yeah. the one she's in. I go, I, I know there was a scene, supposedly, what movie was it that he directed? The, was it the Stendhal syndrome where he directed the yeah. love scene with her? Because like, there's yeah. a love oh, scene yeah. in this one, too. I'm like, he didn't do it again, did he? And I'm like, oh, no, it's he not just, he's like, He's like, I need someone that looks like my daughter. Yeah, yeah, dude, he but did. But I, I, can't, I can't rape her again. Let me rape someone that looks like her. There's a couple <laughs> of scenes where she turns to the camera, I'm like, is that her? And it's it's like she's playing the harp. It looks just like her. I the first if... time we're introduced. Oh. 
I wonder if it was. I, like didn't, a, I didn't want to harp on that part. Oh my god! I wonder <laughs> if it was a a plan that maybe he was taking the criticism that he got from the other movie and casted someone that looked like her, kind of like Brian De Palma did when he used a body double for Angie Dickinson in Dressed to Kill and got some support, some some negative feedback or something like that. So he called called his next movie Body Double. I was gonna say he did that movie Body Double wow. as a, as a response. So I don't know, maybe oh, maybe that was. Because this came, this was the one he did right after, is it not? Or is there Dracula in between? No, Dracula came later. Dracula, Dracula came much, much later. later. Much, much yeah. later, you're right. Phantom, well, maybe even Phantom came later. I think this was after, right after. Stenhouse no, Phantom was in the 90s. Phantom this is the before. 2000s. This Phantom is his last there. great movie. He was in yeah, the, the 2000s. The card player was The card player, and then a Dula, uh, Dula Hitchcock, and yeah. then Giallo, and then Dracula is um, my unofficial guest. Yeah. Uh, do you like hard, car player? Do you like Hitchcock? Mother of Tears, Giallo, oh, Dracula. Mother of Tears, my okay. bad. Oh, right. Okay. Yeah. But uh, you know, the one thing I love that he's never shied away from, despite you know the criticism of of being misogynistic, is the brutality of the kills. That's one thing that he just Fuck. has more so. Even like I, I the punches I, in the face. <laughs> oh my god! I mean, look, Fulci awesome. has awesome kills. I love Fulci kills. And they're nasty and they're gory, but they're, but this is just like I mean they almost they really are misogynistic. It's almost like oh my god, this person hates women, but for the sake of filmmaking and for entertainment and you know separating fiction yeah. from nonfiction, like this is this is what you want to see in like a really nasty horror film. These well, types of the brutal guys kills. do get it too, but like oh, he yeah, smashes the woman's head against that wall. Oh Ooh, my god! Boom, and the you, teeth and come you see out. her teeth yeah. coming. Oh my god! I, I was like, oh, oh, like I, it, it, but that means it's effective. It's Even actually, when he punches the one girl in the yeah. uh, club before he drowns her, like she instantly is just severely bruised up, and you're like, oh my god, it looks awesome and it's nasty, but. But I get that it's wrong. But what? It's not wrong. It's a movie, and I want to see. No, it. no, I know that's. But that's what I'm saying. Like I want to see it in all. Right. No, but I want to see it in all his movies. And if you want to talk about our general, how many times is the female ended up being revealed as the killer? You know what I mean. So yeah, uh, strong woman characters woman too. Violence. And like, he always has a strong woman yeah. lead. You know, kind of. Absolutely. There at the end, too. You know, whether it's you well, know the card player is like that. Yeah. Is the main yeah. character is one of them, but. See? In this one, yeah. Tenebrae, Phenomena. Deep Red. Deep Red, yeah. So, he, I mean, he does Her. showcase the strength of women as well. They as always the, seem to forget the, that the in the when they start talking about the misogyny. They forget the the right. the counter-argument to that of having the strong female lead that ends up saving the day. or yeah, leads to... Dude, it's all bullshit. If you count... If you watch all the movies, like the slasher movies from the 80s and shit, and I know we're not talking about slasher, we're talking about our general, but I'm saying when they talk about misogyny, if you look at the kills, the more men are killed in slasher movies, and they're usually killed in more violent fashion, and no man ever survives. Only only person that ever survives are female final girls. So they're way wrong on that shit. Like, you could do it statistically. You could go back and look at all that stuff, and there's you can... There's no way they can ever say that and it make any sense. Unless There's you're a watching new... Doko in the house. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So, so, you get yeah. acceptance. Yeah, maybe. <laughs> but uh, there's a movie this year Seven called uh, Knife and Heart. Knife plus Heart. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And uh, it has an absolutely brutal. I mean, it's a, it's you know it takes place on the set of a gay porno. And it has an absolutely brutal male-on-male kill where the 
where he sodomizes someone with a knife. And to me, that's just like the most brutal thing I've ever Ooh, seen. Ooh, yeah, I know. It was like, yeah. what do you call it? Uh, Cat Sick Blues? Remember that shit? Oh, Cat Sick Blues was pretty misogynistic, too, if you want to put it that way. Well, yeah, but he had a fucking, he had that thing. Remember he had yeah. that cat uh, with the fucking knife <laughs> on the end? I actually like Cat Sick Blues. It's interesting to watch. I'm not going to watch it a hundred times, but it's not a bad movie. I'll, get, I'll watch it like nine times. Paul Stevenson, I think, watches it. <laughs> For nine time. lives? Nine lives. <laughs> what did you say? I think she's a Paul Stevenson favorite. I watched it once. It? That was enough for me. It was good. I liked it, but I, I never have to see it again. Did you notice when he when they killed when the girls killed in the club the one who's dressed as a cat and you know they have the awesome scene where the killer cuts the nails off so to get the DNA out. Oh, the, the oh, nail cutting ooh. would make yeah, me squirm. Shit. Yeah, I was nail squirming. Cutting. Cause there's... nail cutting nasty. Oh. Oh, he was going all the way down to the cuticle. And the, the investigators the next day are like, why does she have nails cut on one one hand shorter than the other? Like, she didn't cut those. Like, clearly her fingers were being chopped off. But there's one forensics guy who picks up the, uh, I don't know if it's the, uh, it's the cat cutout. It's the cat little cut cutout. He puts on a glove. He picks it up with his glove to, like, put it into evidence. And Max von Sydow just quickly grabs it out of his hand with yeah, no glove on. I know. I like, Is that when they ask, what are you doing here? Yeah. <laughs> Here's what I don't get. Didn't they like come to him Steve? earlier? Chief. Didn't yes. they come to him earlier for advice and saying, didn't you handle the case? This and that? Then they showed him later. He showed up later to uh, seemingly to help. And they, they gave him the fucking third degree. Yeah. Well, I think, oh. um, I think, what was that? I think the boss was sort of like probably just off put by the kind of st- fact that he was dismissive about it. Like, eh, I'm, you know, that was a long time ago, even though he po- promised Giacomo. And he showed up I- and I'll, sp- I'll spend the rest of my life looking for your mother's killer. 17 years later, he's retired playing with his parents. <laughs> exactly the rest of your I life. I lied. No, but then he, he makes oh. good on it. He makes good he on does. it. He does. He does. That was sad. That poor bird, either way, was chirping when fucking shit went bad. Or when he hit the uh, ground that, and it flew dude, down that, to like... And that's know. another great thing about this movie. It was sad. I mean, yeah, it's a sad scene. And, you know, it's probably shocking if you're seeing it for the first time because people aren't expecting that. How does our general always do that? He always makes these movies where there's a human connection with an animal and then the animal is real sad. Remember like the like the monkey and fucking yeah. Phenomena and yeah. shit? How do they get an animal that acts so sad? Or the vengeful you... ravens in uh, uh, opera? Well, yeah. Fuck. I tell you, he does that a lot. He has a lot of animals in his film. Or the nine-tailed know? cat and cat of nine tails. <laughs> <laughs> Why are you sad? Because I have eight too many tails. <laughs> <laughs> or that dog scene in fucking um, uh, Tenebrae. Oh. <laughs> I have ate too many things. I love the dog scene in Tenebrae. That dog is it's hilarious. Because so so it comes funny. out of nowhere for no and reason. And he chases her for like 15 miles. I love it. That's, I don't know if it's supposed to be funny, but to me it is. Yeah, it is funny and it's great. <laughs> and that's sleepless. And that's sleepless. Our, our general's animals. Oh, man. And, he I would him. say, Brandon, I agree with what you said a bit earlier that. Although I enjoyed it all, I could have I could have had a little bit trimmed out, just a yeah, little well, bit. Kept the pacing I a little agree. bit going. Yeah. I think uh, I, what you find with some of these later agendas, that card player is another good example. Starts off gangbusters, slows down a little bit for the for the second act, <laughs> and then it, and then it kicks back in again. And I find that this one's not much different than that. Like there's enough going on to keep your interest, but. At almost two hours, it could have probably yeah. been shortened. It's very, it's definitely. very heavy on the dialogue. Even in the opening yep. sequence leading up to to all the train killing and everything that happens there, 
you don't you don't really need to know Angela the prostitute's name. You don't need to know her friend's name. You don't need to like there's just a lot of like chit chat where it could just be she gets on the train, she calls her friend, wait for me at the station, I'm scared. I I found some crazy stuff, you're not gonna believe it. And then, you know, it could so, be a little quicker. But So this is what I'm talking about. Like so he calls and you're saying he totally head fakes her because he's acting as if he's still at home. Going, bitch, you yeah. left. Where's my my thing? And you're thinking he's just throwing her. Obviously, oh, he yeah. is because he's on the train. He's on the kill train. Him. However, she goes all the way up to follow that guy, and then she's like, "I forgot my bag. I got to go back to go get it." Goes back to get it, and he comes in, and then the it illuminates, and he's standing behind the window, attacks her. She escapes, runs back up, and that guy's dead. He's not dead though. He was just knocked unconscious. Right, because he came back later. Okay. But still, it, it right. seemed like it, the the geography of where everybody would be uh, yeah, was a little, was a little off to it make might that have been work. a little off. But what was awesome, and she would have lived that hiding spot she had, tucking herself into like the yeah. uh, <laughs> the rubber in between the. <laughs> but then, like but just, then I was like, "Bitch, stay back there!" Because she's like, "Yeah, oh, what are you doing? Like, <laughs> be cool." Yeah. Yeah. Is, he, is he coming up? Like, stay, if you're just staying, she would have been fine. I but thought that was one of the there. smartest hiding spots I've ever seen in a horror film. <laughs> they make it sound like she like, didn't you hear like a... Yeah, she got sucked <laughs> yeah. in. Like a scene out of Spookies. <laughs> oh, shit. <sighs> I, I like everything here. I like the, the unfolding of the... Uh, of the nursery rhyme i like the uh cool i like the mistake within the nursery rhyme in terms of interpreting the instrument it. yeah the instrument yeah, dude. I, I love how that plays in with the reveal of the killer I you love... know what's weird let me interrupt there was a yeah. situation where they mentioned going to the something i forgot where i don't know the, the I, I don't have the right terminology but he says something about the harp and he goes, the harp. He said something about that being an instrument. Yeah. It was before that thing at the end. So it's like they planted the seed there because then later on he said it again. But do you remember that happening when he was yeah. in the car with the girl talking about the harp being an instrument? Yeah, because he's saying instrument. Yeah. It's like it's automatically like kind of relating to the to the term in the, in the nursery rhyme. And also just the, the whole idea of the geography of the killing. I love that. Oh, I, the reason why? Yeah, the reason why. It's, yeah, it's, it's actually really quite a brilliant film. I really I really love the film. It's I got really a little old. worried when Dave was like, I'm watching this boring movie or whatever. I'm like, <laughs> Are you, no way, man. No way. And then I'm like, oh, you wait. You think I would no. diss our channel? And then I'm like, <laughs> no. I clicked it right away. I'm like, you saw it. Like, right after, I'm like, oh, wait. I got right. it. Right. No, it was uh, the first 30 minutes. You had told uh, me. Of, um... you, yeah, exactly. But I thought you told me you left sleepless for the last one. So I miss miss. I thought you said you I was going to because okay. I was going to uh, believe it or not, and I hate to admit this, but because our time was so short and we wanted to get to it, I was going to come downstairs and watch it here on one point five and fucking get it done in an hour and a half. And then I thought better of it. I said, you know what? I can't do our channel like that. I got to watch the fucking movie the way yeah. it is. I'm going to one point five fucking the master. So <laughs> I did. <laughs> you know. So at one point one. But that's what I was point two five did. <laughs> <laughs> No, I can't. I can only do it there. Here's the thing about the PS4. You can't do that. You can only do it on a PS3. If you don't have a PS3, you can't 1.5 a movie. So it's so rare that I do it. But when I have to do it, I have to come downstairs to do it. Because upstairs, I, I don't even have the PS. I mean, I have a PS4, but I watch my Blu-rays in my fucking my Blu-ray player because I spend good money on the fucking thing. What? So 1.5 is too fast for me. 
1.25 I could do. There's some streaming sites, illegal, where they have the 1.12 setting. Good God, look at you. It just cuts the film down by like four minutes. (laughs) Typically, if they're older films, you don't even notice it. No, no. Because they're they're, they're, they're deliberately paced slower, like back in the day. But I bet how to use subtitles. That's the deal. If you 1.5 a movie, immediately you have to use subtitles and you have to read the movie so you don't fucking miss out on anything. Yeah. That's how I can get away with it. Because I'll 1.5 it if I have to. I don't do it much. It's been a long time, really. This but is, if I have to do it, I'll put on the sub so I know I won't miss anything. Yeah, this is not a 1.5 movie, especially, no, with, especially I, with all the dialogue. And it was thoroughly enjoyable. Like I, It was. Like, I don't know if it was, right. like, I, because I do like, I did like the card player and I did like Jalo, so I'm not going to say this is his last great, well, maybe it's probably the highest rated. It's his last great to me. The other ones are good. This is the I don't. I don't True. hate Giallo. Giallo falls in the movie. I'm a. I love Adrian Brody. I love just about every film he does. I think he automatically makes a good. film better, and that's probably why I like Giallo more than most. I like Giallo. But I like I, it. I, yeah, yeah. I, I I like it. I you know it's probably I, slightly above average for me. And uh, Card Player, I also like. But this. This is like, you know, it is rated a higher, top right. film. Yeah. This is really like, I, I could see people saying, oh, Sleepless is in my top three. And I wouldn't be like, what? I actually saw like, people say this is my second favorite Argento. Yeah. And, whatever. Wow, and you know really? what? It's funny, Dave. Once you start actually rating it and seeing where, of course, this would be my his highest rated of his last batch of movies. So well, I'll tell you, that makes sense. And this is another reason why Argento is my favorite, the fucking man, because what other what other horror director made a great movie in the 70s, 80s, 90s, and 2000s? Huh. None. Fucking none. He's the only one. Granted, he only had one great one in the 2000s and one great one in the 90s, in my opinion. Stendhal, but other people might, might choose fucking, you know, trauma. I happen to prefer Stendhal, but no other director has done that, I don't think. Especially in horror, I, I really Not can't. Not only that, you know, when you look at like great directors who have only made one or two great films, and they're still great directors. I mean, anyone. I think if a director makes one great film, that's awesome. You're a great director. You made an amazing film. You could actually but argue make... Craven, who I've been shitting on a lot lately, but Craven was one of my favorite directors growing up. But you could talk about Last House on the Left, uh, Hills of Eyes yep, in the seventies, sure, sure. uh, Nightmare, Nightmare in the eighties, and and other people will probably Scream. draw some other ones. Scream yeah. in the nineties. And Scream 4, 2011. So he skipped the 2000s, but he did come back with Scream 4. I have no problem calling Craven a, a master and, and defining his legacy over a long period of time. I enjoy a lot of his films. But to me, those are his five best movies. And yeah. after that, everything else is a dramatic drop-off. Where to me, Argeno, his run is only rivaled by Carpenter's. And Carpenter's isn't even all horror. But like, yeah. Yeah. Argeno's run... From the time he came around in nineteen in the early seventies with the Animal Trilogy up until eighty seven with Opera, I don't think any horror director has done that 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 straight with that many great. Films. And the one thing you got to say about him is even it. though he had some films that are complete duds, Argento that people hate or whatever that you don't like, he he like it never like his vision was never compromised for a film that he wanted to make. No, like he made, true. he made the films he yeah. wanted to make. Cause you yep. can say like, Oh, why didn't he just make this? Cause he wanted to try this. It didn't work. Whatever. He tried it. And but he yeah. came back to what worked. Yep. He made mother of tears a completely different way than he made the other two in that series. And I wish he wouldn't have, but who am I to say, yeah. you know what I mean? It, it, it is what it is. 
and I can make sense of any one of his movies except Inferno. Inferno is always the hard one. It's been a long time since I've watched Inferno. I can't tell you how many times I hear somebody say something online in in a on, on you know just social media or on a podcast about Argento's movies not making sense. I defy fucking anybody. Message me. Find me on Facebook and message me and name the movie. And you tell me where you are confused, and I will tell you exactly what the fuck's happening in that. Not, not to call except him out, Inferno. Not to call him out, but like I, I remember JP when when he when he watched Deep Red for the first time said he was confused, and I, I always told him he that, watched the wrong one. He, yeah, he must have watched the wrong because I that you watched the middle one, the one that it was supposed to be the yep. definitive version that actually sucks because it goes from Fondo dubbed, cut. dubbed right. to you got to watch the middle version. Bad. The middle Man. version, the hour and 45 minute version, not yep. the two hour and 10 minute version and not the hatchet murders version. The right. middle version is the Correct. perfect one and it's so easy to follow. I fa- in fact, I think that's his easiest film to follow. Uh, it totally is. Argeno is the one director where you do not ever want to watch the extended cuts. Always watch the one that was fucking the original cut. Yeah. Not, you know what I mean? And you will never go wrong. His extended cuts... They were cut for a reason because he fucking cut them, and it doesn't make sense. And I've told me I was so excited when I got the Deep Red Blu-ray when it first dropped to watch the Profondo fucking Russell cut. And I sat down and watched it with my wife, and my wife had seen three or four Argento movies up until that point. And we watched that one. I was so jazzed. I'm like, I'm finally going to see this. And it was the first fucking one. And I was disappointed, and she was like, well, that was the first Argento movie I didn't love. And I was, was like, considered his first classic. And, right, and, and it's fucking yeah, deep red. It's People yeah. love that movie, but yeah. it's because we watched the wrong version. I know that version does suck. Uh, Romero, yeah. we will have to mention Romero with yes, he had a great Dead. run, and and I mean a great run in, in movies in decades that are giant uh, genre defining. But again, I mean we could go on. Uh, there's there's a Night handful of directors. Day. Yeah. And then what in the nineties? Did he do anything after in the nineties that'd be considered it's fucking arguable? Because I mean I I mean. The Dark Fucking Half, I don't think, is well loved. <laughs> Bruiser, I think, came out in '99 or 2000. Bruiser's, I didn't, I didn't hate Bruiser. It's not great though. That's all. No, no, no. You no. know, Land of the Dead, you can argue, and then and Land was 2005, and uh... no, I, I'm not taking away from anybody, but I'm just saying. To me, I mean, he didn't direct a lot of films either. I mean, he only has Creep you show, know, like like yeah. 20 directing films. Right. But I, I really yeah. enjoy Season of the Witch. You know, obviously Martin Creepshow, you know, Monkey Shines. Is, yeah, is he good. he had a great run there he, as well. He's got a, yeah, he's got but, he's got some good films. We should, wrap we should it have up. a show. We should, well, we should have a show. We should have a show one day talking <laughs> about directors and having a conversation. Just it's I'm telling Exploded you, Exploded Heads Horror Movie Podcast. We are us three will host. Good idea. Okay, next Dave. season. Yeah. Next season after episode 100, actually. Oh, this is our fourth anniversary, by the way, low key. Oh. Happy anniversary. Happy yes. anniversary. Uh, yep. I love you, boys. I love yeah, you. I love, love you guys, even though you we've know? never met. <laughs> yeah, Isn't everyone. that crazy? People, no, people, that's so weird because people ask me all the time, they're like, how long have you been pockets? I'm like, four years. I'm like, oh, must be good friends. I'm like, yeah, we're good friends, but we've never met yeah. in person. And I've been, in Berlin, I've been in Buffalo and Tonawanda area, Buffalo, yeah. really. And I've been in Jersey too, but it was like 45 minutes from where you live. I think yeah, I prefer guys. if you'd stay out of Jersey. <laughs> I go, I we will do it this fucking year, dude. It's um, we're gonna do it next year season after episode 100. We're gonna have more time to bullshit because our format's gonna change a little. And we're gonna have more sessions like that where we can fucking Bullshit. go off on rants and 20, talk about. 2020 is yeah. the year. It Things is the year. are changing. Things are getting yep. good, and I'm having 2020 is gonna be my best year. 
I agree. It's going to be a fine-tuned, yeah. fucking perfect season, I think. Yeah, I'm making 2020 the best year ever. Nice. You're going to be seeing 2020. Yeah, I'm going to be <laughs> on 2020. We're going on a massacre. <laughs> what? This is not a warning sign that we're going to have to say later on. Oh, we didn't know. We didn't think he, we thought he was joking. He you know those walked. idiots on the fucking news? Oh, we didn't think he, we didn't take him seriously. He just went into the old women's gym and started giving out urinary tract infections. <laughs> Here's oh. What do you guys rate this motherfucker? Eight out of ten. You know, I was right there, but talking about it, and I know we kind of we kind of missed out on some parts to talk about, but uh, eight eight point eight point five. Eight point five. Was there anything else you wanted to add that you that yeah, you? I just want to say that I like, um, you know, even though like the head. The head detective. <laughs> All I picture it was just that, uh, in living color when I say that. <laughs> but the uh, the head, uh, the inspector who was you know clashing already at the time, how his his way of of finding the killer actually worked in the end. But he does still give yeah. credit to like if we used Moretti's way, we probably would have found him quicker. But they do find him that way because it gets a little confusing with the phone calls at the end. People think like, was there a phone call? Was there not? And and there wasn't. Yeah, to no. the cops. Yeah. Yeah. It was yeah. a cool reveal at the end, too, yeah. man. Yeah. Folded with the guy and the fucking thing. I don't want to say it, but. Yeah. But, oh, woo. but the, the gore. Yeah, everything. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Great stuff. Exactly. Great stuff. How about that one? How about that one? <laughs> you know that one? <laughs> I do know that, that one. That cuts you off. I've only watched the movie three times. Have you watched the director's cut yet? You're on a different movie. Forget it. I was doing something from a different movie. Move on. Move along. Move along. Wait, what? weren't you oh, doing it from this movie? Summer, probably. No, no, no. I, I wasn't doing the fucking the the noise that C did. I didn't do that. I did something else. Oh, did what did you else. do? <laughs> I don't know if I could do it again. <laughs> <laughs> I can't do it on the spot. If you ask me the rock <laughs> I can't do it again. Son of a bitch. <laughs> that. <laughs> you know what that is? Friday the 13th. No, forget it, man. Weezing Jason. <laughs> forget it, Midsommar. I will, I'm right there with you guys, too. I figured it was Midsommar because you said you, have, you watched the director's cut yet. Eight out of ten on this movie. Uh, and, yeah, it, it was it was a lot of fun. I'm glad it was picked. So thank yeah. you. Yeah, thank you. Well, I was afraid we weren't even going to get a, get our hands on it. But I, I have the DVD. I don't know if these guys had it or not. Yeah, but. I actually have the old Artisan DVD from, nice. like, I have a lot of the original Argento films on DVD. Nice. So that was from George. Blood Rage was from Scott. Devil's Machine was from Derek. So thank Thanks, you all. Boys. Yeah, man. Great stuff. Next show, episode 93, the Firefly Trilogy. The what? Yeah, I know. <laughs> what <laughs> is this, the absolute, Asian version? It's Firefly. <laughs> <laughs> Absolute Dave is beginning to slur his words. Okay, I admit it. Firefly trilogy from Christine. It's on House of a Thousand Corpses, Devil's Rejects, and Three from Hell. That's you know what's gonna... cr- crazy about this next show? I don't own any of those films. What? I don't own a single one of them. I might Damn. Have to, I, might I have own them buy... all. Yeah. No, I should technically own them all. But I, I, don't, I don't own Oh, you know what we didn't bring up? I have to ask real quick, just going back to Sleepless real quick. The uh, the hobo, Leone. Yeah. Do you think he really ate a Pomeranian? Did he really eat who? A Pomeranian. Is that a person? A dog. <laughs> a dog. <laughs> oh, man. Absolute Dave is absolutely sloshed. I don't think so. 
That guy looked like he was missing a few uh, keynotes. Oh, man. You do remember when they make the reference, like, oh, they, they swore that he ate a Pomeranian. You got a recipe from a Vietnamese guy or something. Yeah, I remember now. My I, I slipped. I was thinking it was like a, a country, Pomeranian. I don't know. Did he eat a Pomeranian? Like, <laughs> this guy stays in nicer houses than I live in. Dude, yeah. that mansion. <laughs> yeah, I know. Right? It's great. That's fucking hilarious. Yeah, and, those, and those puppets were creepy as hell. And good use of, of even though they're similar, different from the uh, – the deep red one, which I almost shit my yeah. pants the first time I ever saw a deep red. Oh, that, that scene, great. that scene, I literally, my hair, I think that's why my hair turned white early. Like the first time I watched <laughs> deep red, I just remember like, I just defecated. <laughs> like it was, it was, that, it was terrifying. Speaking yeah, of defecating, was... I gotta go. So. <laughs> there you go. That's reason enough to get Speaking out of here. defecating. This show is over. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you, everybody. We love you all. Yes, Keep we do. Show. You know, we'll, we'll be around. Next show is the Firefly Trilogy. Show after that, 94, top 19 of 2019. We love you all. Thank you. See you later. You guys got anything else before we jet? Good night, everybody. Yeah, good night. Peace. Peace. Yeah.